What's going on, Drinking Buddies? A brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, we gotta do that thing that puts money in my pocket and brings you this podcast every fucking week. First and foremost, we are brought to you by uh, the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD, ad-free, on Vimeo every fucking week. For $6 a month, you get unlimited streaming of all 86 episodes that are available on Vimeo right now with me adding new episodes every week. Or if you really love an episode, you can buy it for 99 cents, download it, and watch it forever. The video versions are less edited. Some of them, frankly, contain some nudity. And uh, you get to see all the goofy facial expressions and all the fun shit that goes with actually seeing our faces. So check that out today at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. We are also brought to you this week by the Twitch stream. That's right. Every Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I am streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Been playing a lot of Cyberpunk 2077. Thursday nights is what we lovingly refer to as the Murder Hobos Among Us game. And we will be playing tonight on Christmas Eve. Nothing better to bring in the holiday cheer than murdering your friends and lying about it. And of course, on Mondays is Monday fucking Night Fort, where me and the rest of you laugh, we die crew, poorly play Fortnite. It gets pretty fucking silly pretty fucking fast. So be sure to check that out once again at twitch.tv slash Slayer. And if you can throw a sub or some bits in the chat, it's really fucking appreciated. Last but not least, we are brought to you by our friends at Vinyl Me Please. Vinyl Me Please is the record of the month club. The best damn record of the month club. In fact... Every month, Vinyl Me Please features one album that is essential to the modern vinyl collection. Albums feature things like bonus tracks, inserts, and colored variants, and they come packaged with album-inspired art print and custom cocktail pairing recipes. Rad vinyl, rad art, some new ways to wet your whistle. You can't beat it. So check that shit out today at www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. Once again, that is www.joinvmp.com slash anwd. My guest this week is adult performer Nathan Bronson. Nathan and I catch up like we saw each other on set like a week and a half ago. Figured it'd be fun to do the podcast again, and it was a fucking blast. We go all over the fucking place, per usual. We tell some virginity stories. We tell, I tell the origin story of how I got into porn yet again, uh, and a bunch of other shit. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking buddies, and happy fucking holidays to ya. Fucking Bronson, what up, homie? What up, guys? Er, Mr. Sir. <laughs> Mr. Sir. I get two names. Mr. Sir. So fucking formal, man. I'm, uh, I've become a lot more formal since COVID. I see that. I see that. In the last <laughs> week, you've gotten so much more formal since I watched you I, go nut on someone. I, who was I working with that day? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Kenzie, Kenzie Madison. Kenzie Madison, yes, yes. You beat me to it. Which is probably good, because you were inside or I wasn't, so it's better that you remember <sighs> before I do. 
what is uh, so what's the point? I don't I you, hey. you end up working with a new person every day. It starts making the things a little jumbled. It's not like I don't remember Kenzie. It's just I don't remember the day. Like, you, you have to put... Okay, Slayer was there. Who was the girl? Like, it's fucked up that I'm more memorable than the person you were having sex with in the situation. Well, I have sex all the time. I don't see you all the time. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's real shit right there. <laughs> I can remember certain people on cruise better than the girls I bang just because I work. I fuck them all the time, so it's it's four positions. It seems very repetitive. <laughs> well, to Nathan's credit, his scene partner seemed very happy with the scene, and when we stopped rolling, said those orgasms are real. <laughs> they weren't. They, she's a fucking liar. <laughs> hey, you're the one who went on record saying that I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I know, no, no. She's she's a lovely girl. I love working with her. Uh, sweet ass too. Oh shit! Yeah, no, that was a pleasant surprise when I found out. Like I was gonna be on set. I was like, oh, good. But people actually fucking know. Oh, dude, it's may, may I just say that the and I was doing this today. I was like, it's so much easier working with people that I like. Even when the girl's being a cunt, because at least I have the crew to talk to, you know? But when I hate the girl and hate the crew, those are shitty days, man. Oh, we were, I mean, we were playing around so much. Like the director told me to like tone down my read. We had a, we had a scene where I had to pretend to be Nathan's girlfriend for a phone call. It was hot, bro. Yeah. I mean, I I was, I was into it. I know. I I tried to give some, the read some believability, bring, you know, my AVN-nominated skills to the fucking read. Bro, I think you're ex biz and AVN. Ah. Who, who knows? Maybe Urban X. Oh, shit. Oh. I think I got cast in some more diverse roles to get that Urban X nod. <laughs> I don't know. I've been nominated at Urban X before a bunch of times. I'm still weird. We're like, why? I mean, is that <laughs> a, is that affirmative action for you? I don't. I don't know. Oh no! But dude, know the nice thing, the cool thing about Urban X always was for me. If you can look behind, back behind stage, everyone is just getting fucked up. That's how it should be. <laughs> I know, but it seems like even the people that are controlling things, you should be responsible. Nope, shot, shot. I'm like, <laughs> hey, we're there to celebrate the industry. One hundred percent, everyone should be getting fucked up. It's true. It's true. But that's what I mean. What, what's uh, what's that one? Uh, Urban X, X Biz, XRCO. Uh, what's the XRCO? Oh yeah, that XRCO. always feels. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, that feels like the one that everyone's like. I don't care what kind of respectable person I am on the outside. This is the one we go get fucked up at. Well, well yeah, XRCO is always in like a nightclub and just getting trashed. Well, don't they usually have an open bar too? Yeah, well, who whose fucking bright idea was that? I don't know, but I love them. I love them much. Oh, I love them too. I love them. They they hit me in the heart place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I generally avoid award shows like The Plague. I go to XRCO almost every year. Oh yeah, you got to. It's fucking good. <laughs> I don't remember the award show itself. I remember the open bar and bullshit with everybody all night. And Dude, be- I remember the first the first one I went to. Uh, do you remember Katie Mercury? Yes, not well, but yes. Kay. Cute girl, little pixie haircut, gorgeous. Uh, I, w- I always had this little, I had a crush on her at the time, and I remember hanging out with her, and me and her talking, she's wearing my shirt because she was cold, 
And she's like, oh, wait, hold on for one second. And she just like runs away. And I look at her and she ran over to uh, Ron Jeremy and just started making out with him. And then she goes back over. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, and at first thing I was like, did that taste like salami? Oh. <laughs> uh, Do you know what it like, tastes like, Nathan? It tastes like poor decisions. <laughs> That's what it tastes like. Yeah. I mean, what's super and, fucked up is you and I are definitely both Eskimo brothers with Ron Jeremy. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think any, if you're if you're in the business, well, if you're in now, not as much. But if you were in the business for the last couple of years, you're definitely a Eskimo brother. But then again, I'm Eskimo brothers with a lot of people, and I'm not proud of that. <laughs> yes, but I like to think that most people I'm Eskimo brothers with aren't like in jail for you know sex crimes, alleged sex crimes. He hasn't been convicted yet, but. Yeah, I'd like to think that, like, I may be asking my brothers with some scumbags, but at least, like, none of them are criminal scumbags. It's very true, very true. I uh, I can definitely uh, concur on that. Also, Ron doesn't like me, so. Oh, does it? No. Not, no. Sure. not 100% sure why, but I really think it has something to do with ABN 2011. Which one was that? Uh, it was the, the last year I was even in. That was the last year at the Sands, me and a couple other people were were real drunk and really ran into Ron at like three o'clock in the morning and were just complete assholes. Got it. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons Seth Gamble didn't like me for a while too. Oh, what'd you do? I didn't do anything. I just, I, I think that more than one time I, I like, because I, I, I was talking to Kenzie Taylor. And so I was talking about how like, uh, she asked me one point why she wanted to learn how to cook. And I was like, Oh dude, I'd love to teach you how to cook. But I think I may have had that conversation with Seth there. And then I went up to Seth. I'm like, oh, and I, I mentioned it again. And I just remember him being like, you already fucking told me that. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's better that you're like, you know, trying to talk to Seth about it instead of being like, yo, yo, your girlfriend can totally come over to my place and uh, cook or some, you know, making some DL shit. Like, I was actually just like, stoked. I was like, oh, I'm down to cook. Fuck it. Yeah. No, I know you like legitimately. That's what you're, you know, passionate about, and you're all about cooking. But like, perception-wise, I don't know if I was the dude in that situation. I would be. What the hell is that face for? Would you just put in your body? Sorry, I, I, I just, I just realized that um, I was like, I wonder why this vodka tastes so strange. And then I'm wondering who the fuck bought peach vodka in my fucking house? What? Um, I would bet someone who identifies as a woman. Bitches. Bitches. Damn you, Kato. Damn you. <laughs> but as I was saying, like, <sighs> as the dude in that situation, I would be much I'd be much better with like, oh, hey, this dude's like completely being upfront and being like, he wants to, you know, teach my girl to cook. Yeah. I don't know. But but there might have been more said. I don't remember it. So eh. <laughs> The first couple years of AVM were a little more blurry. This last one was probably the most clear I had, but that's just because I got roofied the first night. <laughs> what is up with that? What is up with people getting randomly roofied at AVM? So, did I tell you the story about me getting roofied? No. Oh, fantastic. We'll tell you here. So, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go from the very beginning. I pick up Abby Melee. You know her? No, don't know Abby. Uh, uh, Gorge Girl. Rip, she's awesome. But I picked her up and I drove her out to Vegas with me. We were here chilling. We get to Vegas. I drop her off. 
And then I find my buddy that we, uh, that uh, he moved to Boston last year. So we're like, let's get fucked up. I have everything set up. I bought, I bought jugs of, uh, tequila for him. I bought jugs of vodka for me. I literally, I was on a diet at the time I was playing. Like I, cause like I was, I had rotisserie chicken. I made a bunch of beef jerky. I had the whole week set up. I was going to go to the gym every morning. Got this done. We're, I'm going to spend the least amount of money and get as fit as possible. That did not happen. <laughs> um, what did happen was me and him are drinking, and I'm drinking out of my own cup, by the way, my own shaker cup with a fucking lid. We go to the circle bar, not the circle bar that's uh, down by the Asian uh, food place, but the circle bar right in front of uh, um, like uh, what, Mr. Lucky's. Okay, so the center circle bar at the Hard Rock. Yes, center circle bar. And we're, we're drinking there, and... This is already after we've already had a couple. I see Lizzie Sweets down there and her guy. And we like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? And she's there. and She she has a bunch of dudes buying their drinks, right? Somewhere in this area is where I went out. And then I remember coming back to at my fucking uh, door to my room where I have a, a couple staying in there. And I remember opening the door and seeing people fucking. And I'm like, okay, and take off my clothes. And then I black out again and I come back to, and I'm fucking one of these girls black out again. Fuck another girl. Wake up the next morning, go to the gym. Cause I'm like, Oh, I feel a little drunk, but I'm fine. Go to the gym, get a smoothie. It's a little weird. Get in my car because I'm going to be- about to take people to go get tested. Sit in the front seat, look at the steering wheel. I'm like, Mm-mm, that's not going to happen. Someone else drives. I get in the back seat, and as soon as we leave the hard rock, I start violently throwing up out the window. Oof. And throwing up, throwing up, throwing up. And then we finally get testing facility. They all go inside. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm just shaking. I'm dying. I'm like, dude, what did I drink? How much did I drink? So at this point, I'm still thinking it's alcohol poisoning, which I didn't think I, I, I haven't drinking like that in a long time. And then I talked to my buddy who's with me. He's like, dude, I'm feeling real shitty too. At one point, they get back in the car, and I'm laying on his, his girlfriend's lap, just kind of shaking. I actually shit myself. <laughs> she didn't know about this for a while. They pull up to the Hard Rock. I tell them to let me and my buddy out down there so I can get up to the elevator. And we're walking, and I'm like, he's like, how you doing, buddy? I'm like, I think I should shit myself. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then I proceed. And then I proceed to go sit in the shower in my room for three hours, just crying and throwing up. And, and I was supposed to be signing at booths. Everyone that I've just got way too fucked up and whatnot. And slowly but surely I realized I'm like, dude, I think I got, I think I got a roofie. This isn't normal. I've been hung over before. I've been really hung over. This is not hung over. This is just fucked up. And we're starting to put the pieces together, and I finally get a hold of my buddy, me, because he's been he ended up passing out in his room for like two days. He's in that bad of shape. I have lit, I had to get I I the first day when I was supposed to be signing, I ended up doing one interview, just my face is completely white. Next day, I'm feeling a little better. I actually go down there because I have to be down there with my shirt off. I got to be sexy, you know. I was just having the hardest time talking to people trying to get things through and like it was rough my stomach was fucked up i didn't eat for like three or four days um but yeah so we finally started talking people and asking people like what the fuck happened right apparently when we were at the circle bar 
I somehow this guy started talking to me and my buddy Oliver. I don't know how we met this guy. But anyway, we ended up going back up to my room. And this is where I remember I said I thought I walked in and everyone was fucking. Apparently, that's not what happened. (laughs) Apparently, what really happened was me, my buddy Oliver, this random dude, Lizzie Sweet's guy, we all go to my room. There's people in there. There's a bunch of people in there already. And so everyone's like, oh, we don't know this guy. Whatever. He's just in here. And Lizzie Sweet's husband leaves. And at a certain point, it's just me, all, me, Oliver, and two people. But I just started making out with one of the girls in there. Just I don't remember any of this. I just started making out with one of them. And at a certain point, it looks like the night's going to progress to something. Oliver ended up leaving, go back to his room. And this guy's just still sitting on our couch. At one point, he just he's like, hey, does anyone know the Blue Man Group? And they're like, they're like, yeah. And he pulls his pants down and shows his ass. Apparently, this guy felt 30 feet to his ass, and his ass was just black and blue. And then my buddy who uh, got the room with me, he's like, hey, you're going to need to go. And he's like, yeah, I get that. So that guy left. Then I started an orgy with all these people. Yeah, I should do. And But like, we had no idea who this guy is, so that had to be the guy who roofied us. But I still know who the fuck this dude is. You know, we couldn't figure it out. We didn't know who it was, or we 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 don't know anyone knows him. Then at this point, uh, we start me, my roommate, his girl, and this other chick. We all start banging, and they all get the idea that we're gonna bang hit his girl. We're gonna DP her, right? And so I give him a Viagra, <laughs> and then one of the girls like, "Oh, I gotta go," and I'm like, mm, "I'm tired." <laughs> And, and his girl's like, I'm tired too. And so now this guy who never takes Viagra just took in a Viagra. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I got to go to sleep before this shit hits me. And I'm like, and I, as I'm falling asleep, going to magical night night land, I'm like, it's not going to work. <laughs> and I go to sleep. <laughs> that was the last time I got roofied. <laughs> Wait, it's happened multiple times? Um, yeah, the time before that, it's happened twice so far. So far, you're just expecting it at this point. I, I, I like having a drink. I, I try to take my own cups now, but I did this time. It doesn't seem to work the fuck out. The first time I got roofied, it was me and Rocky Emerson. We are in. Oh, that we, Rocky. Oh, no, that people. Rocky. Roofing people she left bitch. and right. I mean. she, she's a wild card. Wild card. Rocky. But Rocky, no, if you see this, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. Just don't kill me. Please don't. I'm not. You're a fucking wild card. <laughs> Uh, but we go to where it's me, my buddy. You might know him, Jared. He has a, a long hair goatee. Uh, He's like a PA on like some brothers. That's I don't think I know him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Him and his girl are going to a golf night in Burbank. It's like a makeshift golf night. Like it's a little like it looks like a shitty dive bar that they put a DJ booth and put some lights in. Right. I'm all about going to these some of these things because it just makes me laugh my tits off. Oh, watching yeah. the like watching the little guy. You know, whatever. It's fantastic. Come on, come on. I love it. Picking apples, picking apples, picking yeah. apples, picking Pick. apples. Boom, boom, turn, boom, turn, boom. The turn the butter. Turn the butter. Turn the butter. It's so good. It's so good. Somewhere in this night, I, I told Rocky, because I think Rocky would stay at my house or something like that. I don't really remember. I'm like, hey, come over. We'll uh, we'll have some drinks, we'll have fun time. She's like, cool. So we go go there and we had a couple drinks. And I remember everything up to the point and up to the point where me and her are like, oh, let's let's leave. 
let's get an Uber. We got to go to one chick's house, get your keys, and then we can go roll to my house because I have AC in summertime. The last drink we bought from there, I remember having the drink. I remember getting the Uber, and that is it. I woke up next day on, you know, Lita Bear? Yeah. Woke up next day on her bed. No idea how it fucking happened. Uh, just woke up, and it's hot as fuck in her house. There is no Lita. There is no Rocky. I'm just on this bitch's. The only reason I know it's her place is I went there like a month or two before just to, I mean, her chilling. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's hot. And you feel like uh, the worst hangover. And then I kind of like, I'm looking around, like kind of walk in the living room. And then Rocky's tall ass is on this bean bag sprawled over the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and I look at her, I look at this. I'm like, oh, I go back to bed for a little bit. You're just sweating more. But that was the last time I got, that was the first time I got roofied. So you really got to learn to defend your drinks. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing a good enough job. No. Apparently, I just look too cute to not be roofied. At ABN, I think I feel like roofing you would be a misfire. Like someone was trying to get one into one of the girls' drinks, and you just got handed yeah. someone's drink. That's what I was thinking. Definitely ABN. I was thinking maybe it was a mistake. And if it wasn't a mistake, and this is my um, this this is where it hurts me a little bit, because what if, what if you're like, hmm, he looks like a tall glass of water. I tap that. Probably not going to get it. I'll roofie the guy. Roofies me, maybe gets me another drink. And then he's like this. Nah. That hurts a lot more. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got like I didn't even get I didn't even get raped. I'm I'm kind of bummed out now. That's like now I don't get the experience of like no, I'm, I'm joking about all that. I don't want to be raped. Um <laughs> as Nathan Bronson goes for the canceling award. <laughs> but, but that hurts me a little. Like I have multiple avians under my belt and I've never been roofied. You know what? I think we should all be roofied once in our life. Just in general to experience how fucking awful that really is. Because the hangover is like the worst cold mixed with the worst hangover. And it doesn't go away for a while. Hard pass on that, sir. Yeah. Hard yeah, pass. Definitely hard pass. I, will yeah, I would hard pass on too. Yeah, yeah. I'll just stick with getting real drunk at ABN. <laughs> It seems like it's a better idea. It served me fairly well most years. Yeah, it works out. No, I have this year, but not this year. I haven't gone in a couple of years. Like eighteen was the last year I went. Oh shit! Sure, okay. Like fucking, I just came to the realization. Like I spend a lot of money to be at ABN, and like the content I get is not bad, but it's not like it's not a normal show. I have people for like ten minutes. Yeah, unless I'm being paid to be there, it's just financially not worth it. No, dude, it's it's barely has gotten financially rewarding for me, and that's just because I like I like it. Finally, got to a point where people will actually buy shit from me, but like that has only been the last two years. You know, I've been in for five November. Well, at least with you, you know, you can possibly meet some producers, directors you wouldn't normally meet, and be like, okay, maybe true. they'll hire you. That's true. You know, I'm but, not gonna go there to like, hey, would you like to hire me for your non-sex role or some PA work occasionally? Please do my show. Yeah. See, but here's the thing with, with like that I found out. It's like I get more work through word of mouth, whether that's cooking, whether that's uh, stunts, whether that's porn. People find out that's like, oh, I'm an easy person to work with. And like that, when I've met directors, they barely ever hire me. It's not until one of their friends, you know, tell them. like uh, a James Avalon. He never even looked at me until he saw me work on uh, one of Jackie St. James sets, you know. 
and now he's like, oh no, no, Nathan's good. You know, so it's just it's just it's almost easier for me, like that meeting people at Avian doesn't fucking help. I might get some content out of it like you, but it's usually shitty content because I don't want to take all the fucking camera gear and stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it, and also the girls kind of by the time they get to you to do that, they're just wrecked and you might come back with a clap or some shit. Eh. I mean that's just unfortunately the nature of the beast sometimes. It is it is. It, Question be, Wait, be, is the clap chlamydia or no, is the clap something else? The clap is gonorrhea technically. Oh gotcha. And chlamydia is apparently the clam. Which huh. I which I have never actually heard of it called that in real life the way i know this the way i know this yeah please do tell when i got chlamydia and i called the person who gave it to me up like yo i think you gave me the clap she was like what the fuck i gave you gonorrhea i'm like no you you gave me chlamydia and then a quick google search later is like oh for some reason gonorrhea is the clap huh Oh, the more you know, right? Dun, 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 G.I. Joe. No, that song is half the battle. Uh, fuck, I'm not doing good today. Nope, nope. It's this, pe- it's this peach vodka. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel gay even having it. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You should be happy, Nathan. What, with the peach vodka? No, just happy in general. I'm never happy. Woes, Nathan. Woes, Nathan. Wait, wait, I got, I got you. I'm never happy. Me. So, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two ABN because twenty twenty one is the upcoming ABN. I will yeah. make my triumphantly drunk return to ABN. I will find a way by hook or crook. Yeah, it was like 2021. I was like, you can have your happily drunk thing at home. Yeah, yeah. No, no. My my girl was thinking about doing a uh, like a red carpet thing at her house and just watch it online because I'm I'm nominated for one or two. I can't remember what it is. No, but like, so she's like, dude, let's have a thing where it's like we can actually make a faux red carpet. We walked out, so you can still take the pictures, and she'll put a bunch of like weird companies on there, like uh, no. I'm sure Rancheros, condom, condomless ass chaps or something. I don't know. I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could find a still of like previous year's carpet and fucking just Photoshop it in. Oh yeah. Easy, easy. But like, it'd be funnier if we put like the AVN symbol and a couple other ones on there, but mostly a bunch of random shit. Well, I don't know if I'm actually allowed to talk to, about this, but I am producing for two performers who are basically going to do fashion police for the virtual AVN show. We're going to set up a green screen at my place. And I'm going to film them fashion policing the fucking proceedings. Love it. Wait, how are they going to do? Are they going to do anything like that? Has there been any word if there's going to be some kind of weird red carpet or is it just like people dress up and they send video? I don't know. I need to actually confer with people I'm filming for because they came to me about this. I'm like, yeah, I will happily film that. I will film that shit, bro. Yeah, I'd film that 100%. That'd be great. I have the gear. I can do it. No problem. Yeah. That'd be so great. Just watch them tear people apart. Oh, I got Okay. Then I got to find some really dumb to wear. Cause I want them just to murder me. Nathan Bronson decided to go in a, what is that? A clown outfit? An insane clown posse outfit. He doesn't even like the band. 
Oh no, what you should do, what you should do is go in like a wife beater like that, but a really long one and just that so it's barely covering your dick. Oh, I can do that in this. I mean, I can pull it down. <laughs> but nothing else. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'll have a, t- a bow tie or a tie. Yeah, just... <laughs> I want to be classy. Come right, on. it is a red carpet. Yeah. I'm not a fucking weirdo. <laughs> That's a goddamn lie. That is a yeah. goddamn lie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, it's what I'm looking forward to the most out of this award season. When I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep it mostly under wraps because I'm not sure I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah, no worries. But well, then the performer came to me about. It, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm so in. I'm so fucking in. That's gonna be dope, dude. That that'll be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you are friends with some of the people that are involved with this, so it'll, it'll be fun. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I. Uh... I almost want to know who they are because depending on what person, it's going to be interesting. Can you give me like the first name or the last name? Oh, yeah. The last name is really going to be How about this? It was, <laughs> it was someone who was at your birthday party at the place in uh, a couple of years ago when we did the birthday party for you at the Weird Meats place. Uh, oh, wait, wait. The bar or the like my house? The bar. The bar. Don't say who it is if you figure it out, but no, uh, I just won't say. It. Just because <laughs> now I want to ask questions. <laughs> it's one of the people who was there. It was one of the people involved. Did she show her vagina a lot? That's not helpful. Yeah, that's true. I'll never fuck it. <laughs> this is a good podcast. Like, oh, yeah. we're just, Matt and Nathan are just talking about vague inside fucking information here. Good times. <laughs> We, uh, you know, we could give you real life stuff if you want. I don't know. That's, well, that, but that's real that's life stuff. But they don't know whose vagina we're talking about. And they're just like, hey, in the late great words of Donald Trump, fake news. <laughs> Vaginas are not fake news. Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. My world is. <laughs> hey, bro, I've seen some vaginas that I, I was in a vagina day. Felt like fake news. That shit was too good. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. Also, re- this is a realization on a completely nether note, just because I was very interested. I usually don't like girls with huge asses, right? And I'm fucking this girl, and I have to be on a fucking uh, a wooden box because I'm I was just too short. This bitch is like six feet tall, but her ass was really big, and I'm, and I didn't really have to open up that much because I fucking can't. And her ass is engulfing my uh, my waist and whatnot. It's almost like my dick and uh, hips were getting a hug from her ass. And it was very comforting. <laughs> and very lovely. And I, uh, I, I I like this chick a lot more because of that. Hey, be happy you don't have a gut like me. Because nothing like when you're fucking someone with that big of an ass from behind you. You're just like, I got to lift my gut a little bit. So like the gut, the ass doesn't block the gut. Or the gut doesn't block the ass. Like, oh, Hey, bro, thank God you don't have to do POV. I, I, I'm happy I'm not male talent. I don't want your fucking job. I do. I don't want my job either. <laughs> hey, everybody, book Nathan Bronson. He doesn't want his job. Hey, I'll say about. Eh, there's some days where I really like my job. There's other days where I do not. <laughs> yeah, but that's any job. I mean, that's literally yeah. every job. But this one can get you to the core because this one's ta- this one's dealing with your manhood. This one's like has definite way of making you feel like a giant piece of shit. 
on a daily daily basis pretty much you know and it all depends if the girl's cool the crew's cool it's a it's an, a script it's not hard positions or fuck it might just be your dick don't want to work that day yeah it, it's bad enough when your dick doesn't want to work when someone you're intimate with who knows you it's real bad when it's a whole crew of motherfuckers who don't get to go home till your dick works yeah, and they are not happy about that stuff, man. And luckily, I've gotten to a point where it's like I'm, I can make it happen. If I'm struggling and the girl can like help me, about five minutes. But most times, it's about t- under two minutes. Like, it's usually under two minutes, and if it takes longer than that, I'm like, fuck. That's why I never wanted your job. Never. Yeah, no, I, dude, I get it. I get it. I, if looking back now, it would have been better to get good with the camera and just fuck girls on the side. don't get me wrong this job has given me many many very cool opportunities and very a lot of interesting things have happened because of this job a lot of good stories i'm very happy i did it having said that the the mental anguish this job can bring to your life is astonishing astonishing all right I can't even begin to imagine. I have just an inkling. An inkling. Because, yeah. heaven forbid, you do want to fuck off and, like, let yourself go a little bit. Just like, eh, I don't feel like being in fucking tip-top shape. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. What, what happens if you've been, like, let's just say, let's just say, you hang out with some of these girls and hit the little, uh, what, how, what do the kids say, call it nowadays? Uh, no, nose candy? Maybe yeah, yeah. let's say let's say you do something like that. Let's say you decide to do Molly for a day or two or whatever. Let's just say you partake in maybe drinking a little bit the night before. You come to set and you're like, I can do this at home, and your dick don't work at all. Or better yet, your dick works fine, but you can't come to save your fucking life. These are things you have to think about. Did I eat enough food? Did I drink enough water in the last couple of days to make sure that I'm coming a lot? Because if I'm really turned on by the girl, it doesn't matter what I've done. I'm going to come a bunch. But if I'm not and I'm just trying to force it out, it could be watery. It could be this. It could be that. It's like, did I put enough stuff in my diet to make sure that that doesn't happen? You know? Well, uh, for the audience, it did, what, sort of stuff dr- you, what sort of stuff do you put in your diet to you know get the massive loads? This is probably the most paranormal oh, uh, question I've ever asked. Oh fuck! There's a bunch of stuff over there. If I'm like, if I'm doing, if I'm doing everything right, like how I usually do, which is like, I wake up, I stretch, I work out, and doing all this, I have a shake that I've been making with a bunch of crap in it that makes you come look a little bit thicker. Because, I mean, healthy wise, it should kind of come out watery because it's just, you know, it doesn't need to be white. No, but because of film, it has to be white. I almost got fired from job one time because it looked too watery. Probably didn't eat enough protein, didn't do enough this, this, didn't have a sink. I don't know, man. I eat a lot of but, protein. I don't shoot fucking massive ropes usually. Like it's just usually pretty watery. Well, I know, but everyone's different. This is what worked for me. This is the problem with when people ask me, "Oh, how do you do this? How do you do this?" I'm like, I can't give you a certain thing that's going to help you out, except for uh, I know zinc does help. I've seen it work. I've I've tried it. That's trial, try and true thing. Zinc definitely helps make it a little bit thicker. Um, but everyone's body is a little bit different, you know? And so it makes it kind of hard to figure to be able to be, this is what would work for you. This is what worked for me. It might work for you. It might work for you at home. 
Plus, yeah. please, if you're doing zinc, don't take too much of it, because I believe that is a vitamin you actually can OD on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's so not vitamin it's, C, it's, it's not water-soluble. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's always rolling them fucking dice, you know, in this, in this, uh, this job uh, of ours. Well, and that's a lot of things when, like, dudes, because I'm sure you get it much more than I do, is like, dudes signing into the gym, like, how do I do your job? Yeah. That's always depressing. It's no, because most of the time I want to be like, I, I've had I've had dudes hit me up like so much, and I'm like, if I if I'm feeling a wild hair in my ass, I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, why? I want to fuck girls. I haven't fucked a girl in years. <laughs> <laughs> On set, fuck no. Uh, Isaiah Maxwell in an article, I don't remember where he wrote this, but I thought this was so perfect the way he said this. It was like being good at sex. Is it like having porn and sex? You know, it's like porn sex isn't being good at sex. Porn sex is being able to have sex in very uncomfortable positions. Yeah. Today, I'm on an Apple box about yay big. And sometimes you like to spread your legs out. Sometimes you need to clench this and they clench that. You need to work your body. You need to put your feet in different spots to get these certain angles because you're not doing the same repetitive motion. You're not a fucking robot. So you need to do that. Sometimes your bounce will shift. Sometimes this happens. And you have to make it work in this little area just to keep the shot going. I had time not too long ago where the whole beginning was in a bathtub. I fucking hate doing that because it's very hard to hold your placement. Everything has to be kind of stationary. So you got to fucking block your feet into the sides of the bathtub and still keep that motion. But the, also you have to have the one spot where the lights are coming in, hit her pussy. So now you need to move her and hope to God that your dick is just long enough to where it's actually going to be something. And this is where it starts getting tough because now even if your dick isn't long, you can still run into problems. But you're just trying to get enough dick in there to show that uh, the the penetration and get light in there without falling the fuck over. I had the other day where I, fe- I like fell off a table onto my fucking knee because I was like trying to get the shot and I just fell off. Luckily, it's me. I know how to fall. But these are things that people don't think about. They, you think they, you think you're just going to come to set and you get to fuck girls? Better yet, do you think you're going to come to set and that girl wants to fuck you? Right. You know how many times I've come to set and that girl looks at you like you're the biggest piece of shit in the world, doesn't want to do anything with you, but with the camera's on, she's like going for it. And then as soon as the camera's off, she fucking runs over to her phone. Yep. Can you deal with that? It's like, no, most well, people I, can't. Because no, most people can't like, deal with having standing sex for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like, dude, pick a girl up, have her hook her fucking hands around your neck, and you're holding her legs, and see how long you can fuck her like that for. Then turn her a little bit over so it opens up to camera. And then from there, put her on the ground, and then you do uh, like pile driver, dude. It's like fucking leg workout for days. Or just figure out how to move this bitch around so it works for the camera. Because most of the time, me having sex on camera isn't for me. It's me having sex on camera for the fucking cameraman to make sure he can see the shot. Oh, yeah. Which is You're a prop. super... Yeah, I'm a prop. I'm a, I'm a meat puppet. Yep. A meat puppet that knows his angles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, and that's as I've said a million times, why I never wanted your job. Never. Again, I understand. I I Excuse me. I'm going to get something that's not peach. Bullshit. Bullshit. Bullshit on the not getting peach? Oh, I, I'm going. I'm going. I was going to drink whiskey with you, but I almost ran out of my nice bottle of whiskey. What do you got? Oh, actually, I'm going to show you because I, I want to know your opinion on this. I paid like $55 for this, and I think that's a 
that's a that's a that's a little bit more pricey for whiskey whiskey not like good whiskey but like you know it's like it's good that's mid shelf that's it's it's i i i want to be the mid shelf range because if i'm drinking something that's oh like top shelf i just don't want to pay for it well i'm hoping someone buys it for me i'm right there with you man like on these fucking multi hundred dollar bottles of whiskey i'm like i can't justify drinking something like that that like it's like having, I could never see myself owning a Rolex either. Like, I'm not going to spend so, so much money on something that, like, this is really more about the status symbol than its effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, this is what, like, I want to get something that's going to be good enough for me to drink and not feel like shit the next day, but also not break my bank account. And I'm doing good money wise right now. Don't, don't want to do that. Yeah, it's, but you it's, won't save good money wise if you're fucking dropping on multiple hundred dollars bottles of whiskey all the time. Right. I mean, it, personally, if I could, I would probably only drink Dooms. And that's not me, like, me fucking trying to get, like, you know, hey, Joanna, give me more work. No, I just like that whiskey. It's a good whiskey. It really is. I'm, I was so surprised the first time. I think I've talked this about every time I've been on your show, too. Hashtag, give me a sponsorship deal, Joanna. You and me both. Shit. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Wait, hold on. Let me get this bottle real fast. All right. Well, I figured out. What a- that was behind me the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this. Oh, the Pikesville? Pikesville's decent stuff. Yeah, it's, it was uh, it was good whiskey. Um, I enjoyed it. It had a little more bite than I was Well, I it's was a rye, expecting. not a bourbon, so. Uh, rye is going to be a little spicier. Gotcha. But it was good, you know? It's also like 110 proof. Oh. Didn't know that. That is why I was really fucked up that day. Got it. <laughs> Life makes sense. <laughs> Tito's. It's bad that like the bottle wasn't even fully in frame. I knew exactly what you had there. Jesus. Question. When did you find out about Tito's? Uh, it's been a number of years. Uh, I'm trying to remember when I was first introduced to it. I know I... Because this is, this is basically porn to me. I didn't know about this till I got into porn, and every porn person was drinking this shit. And I've just liked it. It's from Texas. It's a good thing. But like, I'm like, I didn't know about this till literally five years ago. No, Tito's is really good for the price point. Yeah, it's great. Great. Oh, and yep. it was one of those things like, I think I heard about it well before I actually drank it because I was making fun of it. I'm like, Tito's? The Tito's shouldn't be making vodka. Yeah, from Texas. Right. It's good. No, no, I want my vodka to have some crazy Russian name, not Tito from Texas. Yeah, right? Tito from Texas sounds like, I don't know, a Latino dude who's making, like, barbecue at the same time. Right, like, I need Tito's barbecue all day. I'd have Tito's tequila all day. Does Tito have barbecue? (laughs) I don't know. It sounds really good. I mean, they're they're down in Austin. Who knows? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they fucking... Yeah, I'm sure they do. But yeah, it should be something like uh, Rosbach Vesquia or something like that. I don't know. Something, just called that. Yeah, just something I can't pronounce. Like, this is the vodka, like, you know, Russian fucking lettering on it. Like, oh, yes, I will have that one. Dude, I remember what, uh, I was 19 up in Washington, and my buddy bought this bottle of vodka that was the most communist Russian-looking vodka I've ever seen in my life. It had the hammer and sickle, like, all the, everything on there. It was the most disgusting alcohol I've ever put in my <laughs> fucking mouth. It was right around Popov level, you know? Oh, God. Oof. 
Ooh. I think we all have good stories of Popov too. I'm trying to remember if that was sorry, not good stories. That's that was that's given a little bit much, but yeah. I'm trying to remember like what the cheap vodka was I drank the night I lost my Virginia, and it might have been Popov. It might have <laughs> probably was, buddy. It was definitely some plastic bottle vodka. That, yeah, probably was that. It, well, because I was 16, and we got some dude to just buy it for us. Yeah, Popov then all day jug of vodka, man. Yeah, good go plastic bottle. Real drunk, real drunk. Oh god, that shit hurts my soul. Talking, talking about so drunk you don't pop. That was that night. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing like there. not popping for your first time. Yay! Nick Schubert, bro, I didn't come my first time either. Why don't we talk about our first time stories? Oh, happily. I mean, I've told this story on air, but you would not. I'll happily repeat. It. It's been a couple of years since I've told this story on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I will let you go first. You're the guest. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, so I was dating this girl. Should I name her name? Nah, let's protect the the guilty parties. Let's just call her first name Alex. What? She knows who she is. I doubt she's going to be watching stuff. No, maybe she is. I don't know. Anyway, this girl named Alex. Me and her started dating, and I remember one day she lived right by my best friend's house. Right, like literally right down the street. She, her friend, hits me up, and they're like, "Oh, what a great was this? This was." The summer of, was it ninth grade? No, it was the beginning of 10th grade. It was the, the summer after ninth grade. And she hits me up and she's like, hey, so, you know, Alex is here and she really wants to bang you. I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> this is her friend talking to me. I'm like, she's like, yeah, she's dressed some sexy for you. I'm like, uh, uh. she's like, you should get over here now. I'm like, fuck, I don't have a car at this time. Right. And so I have to get my sister because she's about to go buy groceries. To go to the other side of town to buy groceries from the store over on the other side of town. Wait, there wasn't a horse you could steal? I know where you grew up. No, there was a horse I could steal, but I didn't want to. It was take way too long to ride this fucking thing there. (laughs) Good observation, sir. (laughs) Like where your head's at. (laughs) But hooker crooked when it, you know, especially as a teenager when sex is on the line. Yeah, but also wasn't because at this uh, so when you go all the way across town, there's not as many horse trails, and also there was no place to put the fucking horse. And so especially horse. for parents, figure it out. Yeah, but her parents are may or may not come home. This is at that, that same thing, so I'm still worried about that. Anyway, dude, the horse would be a great distraction if her parents come home. If the horse starts making noise, it's time to go. Yeah. Is our daughter getting banged out by Zoro? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you just you just leave the horse in the living room, and if they start, you start hearing like, "What the fuck is this horse doing here?" And you're like, out the window and gone. Uh, honey, did we buy a horse? <laughs> anyway, so I get over there. I'm like, just fucking comes coming out of my ears at this point. And they're like, "Go upstairs." She's up there, and I go up there. I'm like, "Yes," and we start kind of going at it. At one point, I'm like, I try to take off her shirt, and she's like, no, I only do that for people I trust. I'm too horny. I don't care at this point. I'm like, but like at the time, like now I look back, and I'm like, why did you do that? I would love to go back and talk to her and ask her why she did that. Uh, I mean, she's probably stuffing her bra and was fucking worried that you'd think less of her or some shit. I, I do think less of her for not showing me her titties because we were fucking, and we did it without a condom. Mop, mop, mop. Yeah, right? So we start going at it. And I think we're, I don't, I don't remember. You know, it's hard to tell how long those sexual experiences go for, right? 
but we're going at it. And I remember laying on my back and she's riding me and I'm, I'm probably doing a fucking God awful job. I'm hard though. So that's, that's, that's nice. And then all here is your parents are home. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I fucking put my clothes back on, I jump out the back window, run around the block and go to my buddy. Like, and my buddy's older brother finds me. And this is kind of like those coming to age tale with the older brother where I'm like, I just had sex. He's like, you're a man now. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> and now I'm here. And now we're here. So now I've had sex with more girls than, I don't know. Gandhi. I guess that didn't work. But, I mean, he had sex with a lot of girls actually. Did he? Oh yeah. There's a lot oh, of stories of Gandhi being a fucking pervert. He seemed like a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. Was he also like a, a like a, not a womanizer, uh, but like did not treat women very well? That's what I've led to, been led to believe. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I need to go do more uh, research before I start spouting things about you know the guy who uh, helped uh, Indian freedom from England. But anyway, so yeah, that was my uh, first sexual experience uh, besides uh, shitty blowjobs um, and pointy titties. <laughs> So for me, I will, it was not a, probably not the most moral thing for me to do at the time. Yeah. Well, none of it is. So, um, a week before the day, the day went down, this is uh summertime in between school years. I was 16. My buddy rolls through my place with his new girlfriend. Yeah. And. I don't know why, but her and I were super flirtatious. Like, just kind of, you know, ha, 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 flirt. Yeah. And as they're leaving, he goes, I'm going out of town for the roots. You two better not do shit while I'm out of town. And we both, say that? <laughs> we both jokingly said, oh, we'll wait at least a week before we do anything. Like, dickhead kids, man. Dickhead kids. Yeah. A week to the day, she calls me up. She's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I ain't doing shit. She's like, you should roll through, you know. My uh my parents are out of town, I got the apartment to myself. I'm like, alright, cool. Sure. I roll uh, you're not gonna say no when your fucking hormones are crazy and yeah, like yeah. yeah. Friendships don't friendships are good, but pussy is the thing you think about every day. <laughs> every waking fucking moment. Oh. And I get there. Uh, her and I managed to score a bottle of vodka. And uh, eventually, yeah. like, my guy, her boyfriend's best friend rolls through, who I also know. So it's uh. the three of us hanging out. So I'm like, ah, whatever, this is instant enough. Like, you know, though pussy is on the back of my mind, I also am a virgin at this point and don't think it's actually going to happen or anything. Like, you know, she's being flirty. Like, eh, whatever, no big deal. And the three of us are drinking, and we're drinking. And she had, like, a rooftop on her apartment building in Chicago. And there's only two lawn chairs up there. We go up there. He plops down on one. I plop down on one. She plops down on my lap on one of the lawn chairs. And, like, I don't even know how it happened. But all of a sudden, we're going at it. We're just fucking going at it. I go downstairs to piss, like, kind of in a daze. Like, did that shit just really happen? Oh, shit. Like, go refill my drink. And her, 
her boyfriend's best friend follows me downstairs. And I'm in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, he's just going to talk some sense into me right now. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No big deal. And he pulls me off and says, like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, I-, I don't know, man. Like, that just went down. He's like, dude, you keep this up, you're totally going to fuck her. I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, man, you are totally going to fuck her if you keep this up. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, I guess that's a green light. I guess we're all on board now. <laughs> right? You know what? I was surprised didn't happen. I was like surprised. Like, he'd be like, hey, bro, think I can like jump in on this? When I went back upstairs, he did try to awkwardly kind of jump in. Like her and I yeah. started going at it and like he kind of like started feeling up her leg and she's fucking shat, like shoot his hand away. <sighs> and we start going at it again. I'm like, and this, this is only someone who is 16 and drunk has the confidence to say <sighs> Like, when I'm like, hey, want to fuck? Like, I, that's how I said it. And she said yes. Which completely fucked me up on expectations for a couple women after that. Because I definitely, like, just flat out dropped the, hey, want to fuck out a couple people in the future. They were just like, fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? I'm like, it worked the first time. Dude. Oh, my God, dude. So... Oh. Yeah, we go downstairs and we end up banging it out for a while on in her bed. Like I know it was a long time because the misfit we were banging to the misfits box set disc one and it played over multiple times. That's a box set disc one. So they was do what two three CDs or well no it was just the first disc of the oh just the first disc like it's still it played front to back a couple times. It was on repeat. And like we That's so probably long. two hours. Uh, two or three yeah. is my best guess. Yeah. We banged so long that like it started, you know, my dick just blue ball started to hurt. Like I tried to go rub one out in the bathroom and just couldn't. Like it just uh, hurt to touch my dick. Yeah. And like I was still so fucking horny though, like I just kept going for it and just yeah. Ended up Fucking going, taking the train back to my place, going to a buddy's place. Like, dude, dude. He's like, what the fuck? Like, she had bit up my neck too. He's like, what the fuck? Oh, like, like, oh, uh, well, I, I fucked out. You know, oh, dude's girlfriend. And he's just like, good on you, man. Hell yeah. Like everyone. I'm, in retrospect, all my like high school friends are pieces <laughs> of shit. Apparently. Dude, no, 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 no. That's not that. No, no. We can't say high school friends are pieces of shit. 16-year-olds are pieces of shit. Anything from 12 to 8... No, 21. No, 12 on. You're a piece of shit. But basically, when you got all those hormones running through you, you're just a fucked up person, man. Because you... you it's like, although you want to be like, I'm, I'm steadfast. My friends are my friends. I will not fuck them over. At that time, if you threw pussy in front of me, in front of my best friend... And she wanted to fuck me, so I fucked the shit out of her, you know? Oh, yeah. Just because I'm like, I couldn't, I, 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 I needed it, you know? Oh, and, well, and then also, like, I had a, a, a fairly storied career for a while of banging other people's girlfriends. Just kind of like, eh. For a while, I justified it to myself of like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not violating anyone's trust. You're the yeah. one who made a commitment. It's true. It's true. So, I, I did that for a long, fairly long time after that. But yeah. 
And the, the worst part about it is, while my buddy was out of town, she ended up banging like two or three of my other friends. Just think, if you were more available, that could have been you. No, no, I, I tried. She had already moved on to like another one of my friends. Oh. I tried. I tried. I'm like, well, th- the damage is already done. And sure. cool. it was one of those. It was one of those things where like it kind of softened the blow for him when he came back and like, yo, she fucked me, him, him, and him. Like, yo, yeah, we're shitty friends. But your girl, your girl fucked a lot of people while you were gone. Yo, your girl's a hoe, bro. Faux show. And the crazy part is you went back to her after that. Oh, what you do again? Pussy. Being sixteen, you're you're fucking retarded. <laughs> and uh, as much as uh, my sorry, dumb, man, my... I, can't, I guess I can't I can't say that anymore. Um, you're dumb. Yeah, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> hey, as as long as I can, as much as I can recall of it, it was a good time. She was a good lay. So yeah, hit her up lately. No, no, no. Shit. Uh, well, here, hey, fun question because I always I got asked this the other day because people uh, like to ask me weird sexual questions. Your opinion on blue balls. I have not experienced blue balls since like high school. I remember it felt like a very tight, like I almost got punched in the balls, but I haven't experienced it since then. I don't know if this is something because you have so much uh, testosterone and hormones running through you that maybe you feel things like that a lot more. What is your, like, what do you think of that? I mean, that is, that describes it pretty well. It's just like, it's like fucking, uh, too much pressure is built up, but there's no release for it. Yeah, but have you felt that at all in your later years? Uh, couple times. I've definitely have yeah. you. Okay, so I've definitely gone out with some civilian girls who were just like getting real hot, heavy. Like, oh yeah, it's 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 not on. Okay, I guess it's not on. I mean, not to the point of like when I was a teenager, but I also feel like as you become an adult, like sex is less taboo so it just happens pretty much easier it's not like you know you don't have all the fucking like the dry humping and like the you know foreplay is fucking fun for sure of course but that generally ends in some fun, someone getting released versus you know yes back in the day like you know a girl would be like nah, I can't do this and we've been, you know, going I, at I it I want to get just right there, but no. Yeah, like, well, it's the taboo of women being able to enjoy sex, especially yeah. at a young age. Like, yeah. luckily, like, that's one of the things I love about adulthood the most is like, oh, you're down, I'm down, let's just do this. Not, oh, we have to wait because, like, societal norms say, like, I got to be chased. Like, yeah. Know what I'm happy about being an adult? What's that? up until the last year was as an adult, I, if I had the means, I had the money and I had the consent, I could literally do what the fuck I want. I could find a girl at a bar. If she's consent, consenting, not fucking wasted. Me and her could go back, grab a hotel room, get another bottle of alcohol and go fuck more. You know, uh, we could, you like you, the, the possibility are endless. The, it's like you could, I could drive all the way to Wisconsin and meet some girl out there, bang her the fuck out. You know, it's like it's it's really nice to be able to have that, not worry about the curfew, the you know, finding a place to like fuck someone, which was always such a pain in the ass because some girls didn't want to be fucked out in the park. You know, obviously. Yeah. So it's so nice to be able to say, "Hey, 
we can do whatever the fuck we want in, you know, in a, in a realm of like, you know, what's legal, but what's legal between, or, or, or even what's not legal. Like public sex isn't particularly legal, but it's happening between two, two consenting adults. So whatever. The, yeah. The, but like the at the same time, I don't want sometimes. to, the risk does make it fun, but at the same time, like I, I, I've actually said this to a couple of people who want to use me to shoot outside stuff. I'm like, Hey, are you going to bail me out of jail? Didn't think so. I'm not about to be put on a sexual offender list because I banged outside. You know, if it's a place that I can run, but the problem is I can get away faster than most people can in my industry. Well, especially so like, it's like, you know, this guy's generally built like me holding the camera. Yeah, but no, no. If it's like, if it's like POV, like, let's say it's like a camera guy, the girl and me, right? Right. And we're outside. I'm like, man, we should not be out here. We should be in a room fucking, you know? If I'm going to shoot a scene outside, I'm going to do it with my phone, and I'm going to be able to pull my pants up real fast. Yeah. Done, because... And then if the cop fucking asks, I delete the video real fast, and what are you going to do? Well, they actually need a warrant to make you unlock your phone as long as you don't have biometric data to unlock your phone. Yeah. So, so but, yeah, that's all. don't use finger codes or faces to unlock your phone. Yeah. Biometric data good, is good not protected by warrants. Passcodes are. Pro tip. Pro tip. Oh. <laughs> like, this is how you be shady. That does not apply to at customs, though. At ports of entry, that does not apply. But yeah, no, I, I'm. Uh, I might be going to uh, Scotland here soon or Thailand. I can't remember which one we're uh, going to first. But uh, I need to go get another phone to erase all the footage on there because I don't need to be stopped as a uh, porn person. Because I've heard people going to different countries and like they're like, oh, this is what ends up happening. If they find all the shit on your phone, then they they'll send you back and i've gotten to a point in the last since july i'd say 100 percent july i've worked so much that it's like it's gonna be hard to kind of miss me now you know it's been nice because i wear a mask and masks really help but um it is it's definitely getting sketchier to fucking go different places so i gotta figure out ways to uh travel now yeah yeah i mean i had that i'm not like i've never been telling i I had uh, Australia go through my fucking phone when I entered there in 2014. Yeah. And I had pictures from a party the night before of, um, what is it? was Veruca James eating out Kimberly Kane's ass from just a party the night before. And 50, 50 year old customs woman found it. Hmm. What'd she say? What's this? Because pornography is 100% illegal in Australia, too. Like, it's illegal to watch? It's illegal to own or bring in. Well, really? Because I know I knew it was illegal to film there, but escorting is legal. Yep. It's so a, I remember when I came to America. It's it's so 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 strange that it's like wait you're gonna let people escort so they'll pay for sex, but if they film it, it's illegal. But then again, here it's illegal to pay for sex, but it's okay as long as there's a camera, right? Those those things are super strange to me. That's a very weird for the oldest job in the world. It's a very strange thing to put a tax on. I I think it's like, dude, if people were doing shit like the way that our industry is doing it, where we get tested every fourteen days, I think it's a great idea. Uh, well, like, why, like, why, 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 why are we holding people back for making a little money? And now we're letting people do OnlyFans and shit. You're basically escorting as that except you're not letting random people show their dick inside you but you're selling your pussy to a lot of people so why not you know well and but that's also like a whole hodgepodge of laws technically 
technically. Yeah. Depending on the OnlyFans content where you're making it, it could be illegal. Yeah. Depending on what kind of content you're making, it could be illegal. Every once in a while, you'll hear like Central Florida bust someone who's camming. Florida? Yeah. Southern Florida's Florida. Florida, like Florida, the state. Yeah. Like there's there's occasional they stories of like Florida, the state have, where you have to go north to be in the south. They have rules in Florida. Oh, dude. Pornography is only actually legal in California and New Hampshire. I honestly didn't think they had a... I didn't think they even had cops in Florida. <laughs> if I had the foggiest idea, they barely had internet over there. I would never say the shit I do about Florida. I had no fucking idea. I, didn't, I just thought that was the Wild West. Well, and it totally is crazy depending on what part of the state you're in because we both know a lot of content is made in Southern Florida. Yeah. A lot. But like Central and the more rural parts of Florida is still yeah. really fucking red. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that, but it's like, wet camming? Yeah. You're Florida. You're, you're Florida. It happens. Have you ever watched Cocaine Cowboys? I mean... That's all Southern Florida, sir. I need to rethink my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're changing lives here on the show tonight. We're changing, changing lives. lives, guys. I'm learning so much today, which I did not think it was going to happen, but uh, it's, it's been a day. we show occasionally. Yeah, educational, that's right. No, I mean, all the production that's happening in Vegas is quasi-legal at best. Oh, the porn? Yeah. Oh. California? Oh, yeah, because I forget, I, I forget that, that California is the only one that actually allows that, which is such a weird thing. You think of it all the pl- Who the fuck is going to shoot in New Hampshire? Nobody, but it's... Exactly. Well, California, it's legal because of a state Supreme Court ruling. New Hampshire yeah. actually voted to proactively legalize it. You think I'd know this stuff being in the business? I just... No, why would you need to know this? You just show up and fucking do your thing. I guess that's true. I, on the other hand, at it's, one it's... point, wanted to start my own production and got deep into like the ins and outs of it. You don't want to do it no more? I ain't got the money. Yeah, that's true. Question. Actually, this is something I, I was uh, I was talking to my girl about because she's like, oh, you're going to do a po-. I was telling her I was doing a podcast. And she's like, oh, what's it for? I'm like, it's uh, now we drink. And she's like, what's that? And I'm like, well, it's a guy who's kind of adjacent or in porn, but not in porn, but kind of around porn, but been in porn. I don't know. And I'm not like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I was like, honestly, I don't even know how to describe what you, where did you start in porn, bro? Like, how did you come into this industry? Maybe people don't give a fuck about listening to this, but I just want to know. I've told so. this story a bunch of times, but yeah. Um, no, give me give me a summary of it. Like, oh yeah, the, the, the quick and dirty of it was so when I was living in Chicago, I was doing armed security for a living. Okay. In addition to a bunch of other like random ass jobs. And a bar I used to party at all the time on Tuesday nights started having a burning angel night. Mm. At the time there were seven burning angel performers that lived in Chicago. Okay. And I just started partying with them, and I just became friends with them. Through them, I met other people in the industry. And I started doing security and roadie work for a bunch of girls. Like, I used to go out on the road with girls feature dancing. I used to roadie conventions, shit like that. And then August of 11, uh, one of the performers I worked with, her husband was a director for Adam and Eve at the time. She was an Adam and Eve contract star. I'm like, Matt, move to Vegas. We're opening a studio. We'll have work for you. And I didn't have much except, you know, 
being drunk in Chicago going for me at the time. Said, fuck it, I'm in. So on a month's notice, I moved to Vegas. Thankfully, I was able to transfer my day job out to Vegas because that studio never opened. But once I was in Vegas, like I was roadieing and fucking doing a bunch of gigs for people all the time. Like I was going with features. I was doing all that shit. You know, occasionally I'd PA. I'd, yeah. Just doing odd yeah. jobs here and there. You know, met more people, friends with more people. No, okay, so that's how you got it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes a little more sense. It's just, uh, you're kind of on the same note as a lot of people come in this business where it's like, how did you get into porn? It's like how I got into porn. I was like, I was at a CrossFit gym and I just happened to meet a girl named Mina Mason. <laughs> I never even fucked her. Still <laughs> never fucked her. And just like, I was like, hey, do you guys need people? And she's like, shave the beard and the hair. <laughs> so, and it was also a happenstance with Society 15 just happened to launch off at the same time. They need more guys. So, yeah. So it's like, it's very strange how most people get into porn. Like there's only like a handful of people I know got in in a way where they're uh, like a uh, guy named, you remember El Cubano? Mm-hmm. Juan El Cubano. I'm pretty sure and um, I may be wrong about this. He probably tell me if I was wrong, but um, he hit up Bang Bros so many times before he turned 18 that they were just like, finally like, fuck it, let's try it out. <laughs> That's the most porny one I've ever heard. But I've heard other guys who were like delivering pizzas and all of a sudden they delivered pizzas to a house. They were doing a gangbang and the girl at the door and they asked him if he wanted to be in it. Well, and a lot of guys start off as fucking mopes in the bukkakis and shit too. Yeah. Fucking no, for me, for me, I actually, when I got in, I wanted to actually make film. Like I had before porn had mainstream film ambitions. You've been to my apartment. You've seen my wall of fucking movies. I have. Well, in Chicago, I didn't know anyone who made fucking films, but I was meeting more and more people who did porn. And I went, you know, maybe I can at least make some films that way. Yeah. So I, so that's still something you want to do. uh, I mean, at this point, I'm more interested in, doing like doing something low budget mainstream than I would be doing like though I do have an idea for a porn parody I've been sitting on forever that I've talked about a bunch of times because I wanted what I want to do what I wanted to do I don't know if I really still want to do this is do serialized porn television because that's something that no one does like what do you mean serialized porn television like an overarching story that happens over the course of multiple episodes. Oh, okay. So actually, okay. Not like, like, not like we're doing a parody of a TV show, but we actually have a porn that actually has episodes. I mean, the one I have in mind actually is a parody, but no one does serialized porn. Like, yeah, yeah. You may have, I banged the babysitter 18, but there's no plot hook between how I, I banged the babysitter 18 and I banged the babysitter part one. But see, that'd be really cool, especially if you're doing a thing where it was like, let's say you brought, dropped an episode every week, right? Which is, it's a lot. That'd be yeah. a lot to do. Like, I'd say two a month is pretty good. You know? Even if you did it once but a month. If, yeah, even if you did it once a month. But like, you drop those twice a month. I think that's a cool idea, man. I'd be into it if you wanted help. Yeah, I, yeah. So the one I have, the one, the one I was sitting on, and is Quantum Load. It'd be a Quantum Leap porn parody. Oh, Dr. Nice. Samantha Beckett writing hookups that once went wrong. Mm. 
I like it. I like it. You, you've watched <laughs> Quantum Leap, right? You, you've seen yes. one. Yeah. So yeah. the beautiful part about doing a Quantum Leap parody is you don't even need to have the same cast for the most part because, yeah. you know, you have Samantha look in the mirror and be whatever actor you need her to be. That's true. That'd be very interesting. I like the, I like the idea. Like it, it bringing it on the team show uh, and making that whole thing work out. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like yeah it. it was something I kicked around doing forever. And it's just something that's not done. And back when I originally had this idea, like, where would you host it? You'd either have to get a production company to put up the money for it every fucking week. You know, 10 yeah. years ago, none of us had gear that would really do that. You yeah. really had that, like, yeah, people were doing amateur shit, like, on low-res cam- cameras and shit like that, but it wasn't, like, the quality you could get today. Yeah. And the tube sites were absolutely the enemy at the time, so the idea of, like, trying to post it, where would you host it? You'd have to find a production to be willing to put it on their website. Yeah. Versus now, like, you could, you know, put it on the hub and make it money via the YouTube model. No, I mean, like, honestly, what I would... If I was in the process of doing something like that, I would make it. I would cut down the scene. I'd just do all the acting parts up to the sex, and I'd chop the sex down to like the bare bones. You know, like two minutes of each position, and then right up to pop shot, and then you cut that out. You know, and so you get to watch all the episodes. You keep that on free views if you actually want to watch the real sex scene, all the the nasty details. You put that in the like you paid to watch. And I do on I do that OnlyFans, Pornhub, and I do it a couple other sites right there. And I think that would be a great way to generate. But you would also have to still pay the fucking talent, right? And whatever crew you had, and that's that gets pricey because you need to put you need at least I'd say five to ten videos just so you can drop them, you know. And that way you can start gaining some of your money back, gain that following. So when you want to make the second season, you know, you, and you pretty much have to have some female talent attached to it, like on a production side of it. Oh yeah. Who's not. Cause the problem you and I both know this industry is a grinder, especially for the female side of the talent. Yeah. And if you're trying to like, I'm booking this series that I want to have ongoing off some talent who really doesn't have some meat in the game. You might find yourself fucked pretty quick. Yeah, no, definitely. And all of that, but it's like, Hey, if a girl's got like some stock in this game this year, she may not have that next year. Right. But at least you could feel like, if you knocked out a whole season, you'd have to make it something where if you had to, you could change out the leads without having to do an Ant Viv. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Oh. But you still have no, to find, a, you know, find talent that was willing to commit to shooting fucking 10 of these or eight. It'd be tough, but it'd be cool. I also think we're in an era of a lot more stuff is self produced now where you probably could find people that were interested if the idea was fun in actually doing it versus when I had this idea seven, eight years ago, like the amount of talent that shot their own content was pretty low. Like they, if they weren't on set shooting for a studio, it would be webcamming. It wasn't like actually shooting actual content for themselves. Yeah. That's one thing that the industry's changed. So like, it might be something that I need to like look back into. Yeah. Because also, it's like you could almost, tr- if you really wanted to push this hard, you could almost trade the footage. So, depending on how long your scenes and whatnot are, you could trade them for a scene that you shot, depending on how good you shoot video. You don't shoot for that. But also, you could trade them for half the money in the long run. You could put stock in it. So, that, that would be something that would be uh, interesting to look into, man. Because I know at least me, 
I, if your scripts are interesting enough and like the, the idea of the footage is, I'm down to do it because I just like working on the acting part. Like I was, uh, I was working with, uh, Alina Lopez, Alina Alana, it's Alina Alana. Mm. Spiegler girl. I no, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> um, but me and her, me and her were uh, talking yesterday and I was telling her, I was like, one of the things I want to do on my YouTube channel is one version where I bring porn people to do real serious acting roles, but make it porny. Right. So let's say, I, I, I always like bringing up this, this, this idea because I think it's funny. You make them do the Lincoln address. Four score and seven years ago, our father, you know, like shit like that. I just think it'd be hilarious, let alone like the scene from, oh, like the scene from Revenant where he gets beat up, like, or not beat up by the bear, but that like one of those harder scenes between him and um, one of the other guys. And you take that, but you make it real porny. Then I want to take porn scripts, which, hey guys, guess what? Porn has scripts. It does. I've read a few of them. Yeah. See? And I want to make real actors take these scripts and do it as hard as possible. Like you go hard at this. <laughs> what, and, what I should do. Um, I should shoot you over me and a, an actual author friend of mine wrote a script a couple of years back that we just n- sent to a couple of people that I knew at the time. And no one, no one wanted to spend the money on it, but like we made a Tarantino esque, a very Tarantino esque like bank robbery porn. Ooh, nice. Like it, like it. That you want to make one? I mean, it was it was something that we intentionally shot on like would have shot on a low budget. It's like it needs uh, like two interior house shots, uh, an interior car shot, yeah, a shot at a taco stand, and like one shot in an office. And I think that's it. That's not that bad. You can find that fairly cheap. Well, and some of it was just guerrilla styles because some of it wasn't like the taco stands all dialogue. Yeah. But no, and also you hit up uh, like Casey Calver. She got that da- dope ass studio now in downtown LA. We'd probably get that for cheap. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll shoot it over to you. It's something yeah, that we have. I'm just saying, around. there's ways to do these things, man. Well, I know, I know, I know. And at the time, I I shopped it around to a couple. Like, you know, I, I think I kicked it over to Joanna and Small Hands. Like, hey, and they're like, oh, this is pretty good. And like, but they passed on wanting to make it. I think I kicked it over to like. A couple people I knew over at Wicked, and they were just like, eh, not our thing. And yeah. I didn't really, like, at the time, I definitely didn't have the gear to fucking try to, you know, wrangle talent I knew myself to try to do it, or the budget to do it myself. Yeah. But we're also in a new era where, like, anyone who's trying to make it in this industry is content creating themselves. Yeah, 100%. Dude. I mean, like, you you know how many girls we're going to work with? They're just OnlyFans girls now, and they were OnlyFans girls coming in, and they're asking for insane amount of money to shoot them now and or like the girls that were in porn they're just like their only friends are so blown up like that, that that's all they do it's like it's just this crazy new world that wasn't like this like even when only fans started you know oh yeah it's just fucking insane to see these people and they'll treat people like shit on set and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you just because you make this money you decided to come here you treat everyone with fucking respect it's very strange i thought that's some bullshit like fuck you yeah. like just because you're making all this money and you have all this validation from dudes on fucking OnlyFans doesn't mean that like you should be treating other people on set that have shown up to do a job. And generally, their job is to make you look good. Like, yeah. Shit. 
100%, man. It's, it's a very strange. These girls are, uh, I, I keep saying these girls because I have to work with them, but I'm sure the guys are acting the same way at certain points. The ones who do good at things. So let me not take that away. I'm super happy that like the three days I had on uh, Jackie sets, you know, a week and a half ago or so, everyone was cool. I mean, it didn't hurt that like you and Will Pounder were there like one of the days. Like the first day was Will, then the second day was you and Will. And it's like, well, those are people I know. Like, and all the, you know, all the female talent were super cool people. Like, no one, no one was dickish. No one was just like, stop bothering me or any bar- bullshit like that yeah and like i didn't so even, it's i didn't even know the talent on uh any of the talent on the last day and like everyone's super chill who is the talent on the last day do you remember the names uh it was jane wild and uh Paige jones were the female talent Okay, yeah, they're, they're cool. Yeah, they were cool. And then um, Tyler was one of Nixon? the... Yeah, Tyler Nixon. Remember you? Uh, we were joking about you coming across his picture? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he was on set the next day. And did, you tell, did you tell him about that? I did not. The, the last day became a complete shit show. No. The power went out at the house. Dude, that's the second time that week that shit's happened, or third time, I think. So the the power went out of the house during um, Jane and Tyler's dialogue. Originally, it was like dialogue was in the living room set downstairs, and then we were going to move them to the master bedroom. But because the power went out and there's no natural light in the master bedroom, we just were like, oh. this scene's happening on this couch. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and we're trying to shoot it by the fucking uh, battery-powered quasars before the sun goes down. Oh, dude. Fuck. Like, there were no sex stills. Like, it was just like... That's how I feel bummed out for that whole crew, dude, because I'm sure Jackie was a little bummed out about that, but it's like, what are you going to do? It's like, you have to... In order to get this better, we had to go to another fucking house. Yeah, no, Jackie's just like... Jackie, yeah. Told Mad, told Mad like, just fucking knock it out. Knock it, just knock it yeah. out. Forget sex stills. Just knock it out. So we did it the best we could. But it it became a rush. It was just like, all right, nail your dialogue. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No, no fun there, bro. No fun there at all. Yeah, especially like, oh, for, yeah, I don't mind it, but it's also a crew that I had never worked. You know, I'd worked with them two days at that point. So it's just like, I'm still getting a feel of like how those dudes worked. Yeah. No, no, it was very interesting working with uh, you guys as the, as the crew, um, as a bunch of guys who kind of worked together, but didn't. I mean, I was, we were blown away. The lighting took so long, but that's not exactly your guys' fault. It was just like, guys haven't worked with each other for a bit. Well, and I'm not a lighting guy. Like I really, yeah, no, and I'm not, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying it was, it was it like from a, from a former standpoint from working on these guys sets before I was like, Jesus God, guys, we were taking a while. I got here at 11 and I'm here till eight or nine. I can't remember what time we left. Yeah. Well, you got, you guys were the second one. Like we were still working on the first scene when you guys got there though. Right. Yeah, yeah, you guys had you guys hadn't finished that yet. Well, the problem was it's like the I don't know I don't know what to call him on on a public forum, but the lighting sound guy didn't really want my help on a lot of things. Yeah, so he was just doing it all himself. Yeah. So and like I'm like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And like he would just have me like kind of carry shit up to him, and then was in the middle of setting it all up himself. 
Yeah, no, I, I know the guy. I was I was working the other day. He uh, interesting guy, but shit happens, bro. I'm not blaming anyone for that. Like I was like, it's just a little bit extra long day. It was fucking whatever. People, people have people are trying to figure out how to work with each other or trying to do whatever. What the fuck ever? I didn't yeah. Well, and the thing about okay. it, for me as a PA, like I had more time to watch Jackie sets before. Like most of the time, I PA has been like for Burning Angel or Quasar, and yeah. there's generally more actual crew there. Yes. So a lot of times it's like I'm much more concentrated on keeping the talent happy and like doing paperwork and shit like that than like having to actually do the production stuff. And when I'm working with someone I haven't worked with before, it's like, just tell me what to do, man. I will do whatever you tell me. Like, but if you don't want me to help you, I, I can't force you to make me help. Yeah, no, no I, uh, I've done PA work many, uh, quite a few times, but last, uh, last time I did it was last November. It was for Lena Paul's. Uh, what the fuck was that? Um, what's it called when you can't sleep? Insomnia. Insomniac? Yeah, it's called uh, Lena Paul's Insomniac. And I was on there for I can't remember how many days, but I remember running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I'm like, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Give me a list, guys. I'll fucking knock this shit out. It was so for me personally. I prefer to be a PA than a performer because. I know what my body can do with that. It's like, I can run my ass into the fucking ground and be fine with it. Performing. I don't know if my dick's going to work every day. I liked being PA. It was, it was, it's a lot more like straightforward, you know, for sure. Also, I mean, to my, like, I'll freely admit this. I don't keep normal people hours in the last nine months. So having to be on fucking seven 45 in the morning every day, I was a fucking zombie until like the third day. Bro, I totally get that. Uh, I I understand that one, man. Yeah, there's been way too many times where I've, and, and this isn't the same thing, but kind of similar. Maybe I've taken one or two many edibles the night before, and all of a sudden, I can't wake up. It's really hard. I got to go get tested and be a normal person on set. See, I would have been okay with that. The night, like, I, I worked for them Friday, Sunday, Monday. On mm-hmm. Thursday night, I tried to go to bed at a reasonable hour. I could not fall asleep till 3.30 in the morning. Fuck. And I'm like, cool, I gotta be out the door to be on set at 8, like, by 7. Like, out the door by 7. Ew. Ew. Yeah, so it was just like, I was a complete zombie. And then when I get there, I'm like, oh, hey, Matt, we hired you last minute because, like, some there's a whole crew that's down with COVID right now. So I'm starting to have a little anxiety. I'm like, oh, I'm half awake, fucking, uh... I mean, it was not a bad experience. I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck they hired me. It worked out. It was a little bit longer day than everybody wanted, for sure. But when you got there, yeah, dude, it's fine. By the way, warm tobacco, great smell. It is. Yeah, it is. Nice. Even though I'm, you know, I probably shouldn't have had a cigar right before we got on. Oh. Fuck. This is kind of why I'm bummed out I wasn't able to come over there, man. I've been <laughs> really want, cool to have a cigar. You didn't really want to hang out in person. You just wanted a cigar. I I I get Oh it. no, I would have loved to hang out in person, man. You're a you're you're a neat person to be around. But also, I would prefer almost to do it at my house just because I could have smoked in here. Well, yeah, but then I would have had to trudge all my gear up to fucking wherever the fuck that is. Oh, you don't have to we can smoke inside where it's fucking warm. Yeah, and then Sorry, I get smoke. It's then California I get, warm. Then I get smoke all over my gear. No. Mm, whatever, bro. Yeah, not, whatever. Not not getting cigar smoke on my very expensive gear. Thank you. Okay. 
We could have been smoking and doing this at the same time. We could have. And if you had the proper gear to do so, I'd be more inclined. But I'm not getting... I would have, I would have wrecked all my gear, depending on how expensive those cigars are. They're not very. I actually... Uh, they're good cigars, but the place... like I, I don't know if I've told you about this. I guess I'm going to give a shout-out to like where I get my cigars from regularly. There's a site uh, based on North Carolina that does you know pretty good pricing on bulk cigars. Uh-huh. And no California taxes. Ooh, really? So, yep. Uh, JRCigars.com. Shout out to them. Not a sponsor, just who I buy my cigars from. Uh, and they were having a special last week on Olivia factory overruns. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Olivia. I don't. I, I like, you got to remember, it's like, I like smoked cigars, but I don't get them enough to um, like know the brands. I would like to. I'd like to get a little humidor and like actually have a couple. Just like I have my, I have my bar now. But um, you can get a fairly cheap humidor for like thirty five bucks, man. Well, I know, but it's it's just getting the cigars and getting that process going. Well, where it's like, like look, I look ha- on Jr. because you can get a fair amount of cigars for pretty cheap. Yeah, because I want you to understand something. I have had barely enough time. I just bought this seventy five inch TV on Black Friday, right? The first. And I'm going to say this out loud. The most American white trash thing I've ever fucking done. Maybe not the most white trash thing I've ever done, but definitely on the sense of like, you know, like becoming an American man, you know, buy that big fucking TV. I finally bought this damn thing. I still don't know what to do with this. I I haven't had time to even watch it. Every time I'm like, I have time. Like I haven't been able to play video games on it. I'm able to do shit on this fucking TV. I just got this massive thing. It takes well, a, a whole wall. Haven't been able to enjoy it at all. Well, you should play some Cyberpunk 2077 on it. I hear that game sucks because of all the glitches. If you have it on PC, it's great. I do not have PC, bro. I have a PlayStation because I'm a normal human. Yes, having a computer is not a normal human thing to have. I have a computer, but in no way, shape, or form will that thing run any type of game. It will run. It was good enough to run 4K at one point because I souped it up, but I just I just don't have the computer for that, bro. I got the PlayStation uh, 4 now whenever the PlayStation 5 gets cheaper, but it's, it's easier for me to just have that, you know? Yeah, on last gen consoles, yeah, don't get it. But on PC, it's a ton of fucking fun. I've is it? I've streamed like forty hours of it since it came out last week. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Here on PlayStation, it like it got returned. Yeah, they, they took it off the Sony store. It was so buggy. Yeah, but if like the PC version with my high end box, it has had a couple game crashing bugs, but for the most part, plays great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like, so it's, it, what, tell me, explain that game to me. Cause I've actually, I see posters of it everywhere and I want to play it. I want to check it out, but I just don't know anything about it. It's an it open world cool. first, first person RPG. Like, did you ever like play Fallout 4 or Fallout New Vegas? Yes. So it's that sort of style where like it's for a first person shooter, but you have levels and skills and you have different dialogue uh, interactions based on your skill points. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's set in 2077 in like, a near future where people are all cyber augmented and shit. Mm. Like my tune, I went really heavy hacking and you can hack opponents and make like shut off their eyes and shit. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's fun. Like a lot of times 
I'll apologize to anyone who's not down for the deep nerd shit that's about to come the, this way, but sorry. <laughs> like I, we get nerdy, bro. Let's do it. It does. It happens. Um, I start off most missions like trying to stealth it, and like if I see a guard, I'll be like, I shut off your eyes. I fucking hit you with this um, hack where like you can't communicate with other guards, and then I choke them out, and then I hide their bodies, and then I repeat process until I fuck that up, and then start shooting people. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. Sounds cool. It's, yeah, I know the game looked interesting and fucked. It was just the fact that like PlayStation won't run it now. Yeah, do not get it on PlayStation Four, but it's it's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful. It's really in depth. It's some of the side missions are. So, I mean, the main mission, the main plot's pretty fucked up. Mm. I'm not gonna spoil the main plot, but. Like some of the side missions are super fucked up. Like I, I did a side mission the other day on stream where you get hired by a guy to kill a guy who killed his killed his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy's in police custody. You go to attack the convoy where they're transporting this dude. The cops gun down the guy who hired you because he wants to shoot the guy himself. And the convict is like, "Oh no, no, you're my character's perfect. I want him to come with us." And apparently, this dude has found God and has agreed to um, basically have his crucifixion filmed for New Tech VR for a VR studio to sell it for his execution instead of being executed in prison. Oh. Yeah, like, there's fucked up shit like that. Is he going to give the money to his family? No, you just... You know, wants to spread the word of the gospel because he, you know, has found God. Christians are weird. Right? But there's fucked up shit like that. Um, you know, it's a game, it's very much a game for adults. It's full of profanity. There's sex. You can just hire, you know, you can hire streetwalkers. Like, and unlike GTA, you don't just like bang them in the back of a car and you're here. Like, there's full on cut, like sex cutscenes. Wow. And like, you get to even pick your character's penis if you so desire. Huh. My tune has a heart. His pubes shaped into a heart. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? That's what my chat wanted to happen when I made the character. Oh, fucking hey, man. That's, that sounds really awesome. Um, yeah, here, here's a, let's, let's go on nerdy subject. First game you ever played. Fucking like some shit for like the Atari 2600. Cause my dad had one. Uh, then what was the first game that you remember really loving? Like, I remember, I remember like Fable. Really, really loved Fable. Halo, the first two, loved them. Oh, I, I played the, dude, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Give it to me. Show, show you how much, like, old school nerd shit. We used to lug fucking heavy-ass CRT TVs up to my place to have 16-player Halo network parties. Yep. I remember those days. I remember those. Like, just 16 dudes in my apartment, like, fucking screaming at each other about screen looking and fucking, oh, the chaos of it. Those, like, (laughs) screen looking was the funniest fucking thing, man. The fucking screen looking motherfucker. But kids these (laughs) days will never know that pain of playing Goldeneye with someone and, like, having the dude next to you be like, oh, that's where you are. Golden Eye, fuck that! Was, oh, here, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One. Were you ever into that? Oh yeah, do the soundtrack alone. Best soundtrack 
ever. You know, they ever, just released ever. a remastered with like a lot of the same songs and shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to go check that out because I have the first soundtrack on my fucking phone. It's fantastic. Yeah, they just released a remastered like on uh, PS4, I want to say. Oh, wow, I need to check that out. Yeah, it's like one and two remastered on the same package. Ooh. I like that. I like that a lot. Like, I gotta go. Uh, this is fun, Matt. Bye. Yeah, I need to go masturbate and listen to this fucking soundtrack, bro. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> what have you ever had sex to Superman? I mean, who hasn't? Right, right. Who hasn't? <laughs> I think that soundtrack really put Goldfinger on the map a bit more. Like they're already Honestly, a fairly dude, big band, but yeah. still, yeah, most of their songs are not that great. I mean, Here in My Bedroom's a great song. No, they have some good ones. It's just like... Dude, there's a lot of their songs that like they don't do for me. Especially the newer songs, they get very political. And I'm just like, I'm not into this, guys. I'm not, Wait a minute, I'm Goldfinger not a big made fan. albums past the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. They went the Green Day route with really political with shit. And I'm like, there's at a certain point, guys... I don't fucking want to listen to your fucking weird horseshit propaganda because you guys were a fucking a pop punk band. Or no, no, you guys were a pop ska band. Right. I, I'd say pop ska, pop punk ska band, whatever you want to call it. I don't really want to listen to your political agenda. If you were Rage Against the Machine, you've been political from day one to now. I will listen to you because it's always that. But when you're something that went from Let's talk about masturbating in the corner or the fact that we couldn't find girls at the fucking high school party. And now we're talking about how, um, I guess, what, what would have been the last one they would have done? George Bush is the devil. You know, something like that. I, I don't care. I get that people morph into new, be- and new things. They want to make uh, better and more epic uh, music. I really always have a hard time listening to a band that wasn't pol- political and now is political, you know? That makes sense. It makes sense. It, it just made me realize may, Maybe, maybe, Maybe I'm wrong for saying that. Maybe I'm wrong. That's all a matter of personal preference. But that just made yeah. me realize something. Like, the Reagan era and then H.W. or W. Bush's era produced a lot of really good music. Like when, Yes, it did. When America is under, like, going through some bullshit, as it were, it tends yeah. to pump out a lot of really good music. Where's all the good music been during Trump's fucking administration? It's, it. <laughs> Seriously, like, during, like, post-9-11, the Iraqi War, fucking the Cold War with Reagan, there's so much good music that came out of it that, like, yeah. even stuff that is about it, but isn't, like, especially the 80s, like, you know, 99 Red Balloons, or... No, oh, such a good song. Right, or My Future's So Bright That I Gotta Wear Shades is about nuclear war, or there's so much shit like that, like... And then there's, you know, a bunch of shit that was good during the Bush administration. Where the fuck has this shit been for the Trump administration? Like, we've had four years of some bullshit. Where's the good music out of it? Yeah. Um... How would I even how would I even try to like explain that? That's a whole nother ballpark of uh, you know what it is personally. I think there is no in the last I'd say four four and a half four four to five years. There's been no real news, right? 
whatever you think about Trump, whatever you think about the, everyone who's hating him, whatever you think about the people who do love him, this, that, I don't feel like I've had a real idea of like sense of understanding of what's good on this side, what's good on this side, you know? It feels like everyone's saying, fuck the left, or they say, fuck the right, and I don't know who to believe, because if I'm listening to Fox, I'm getting one thing. I'm listening to uh, uh, this network, I'm listening to one thing. I'm listening to this one, this one, this one. No one's giving me a solid opinion. No one's giving me um, things that would say to me that, hey, this is, I'm a, I'm a left-wing but also, I can say that this person's saying something different, and I understand that because in this country, we are trying to understand that combining things is what makes us strong, and no one's doing that, so no one's trusting anyone. And not only that, like the news that happened during quarantine, it feels like a lie. News that's happening uh, because of all the riots, it, it felt like this. It felt like that. It felt like Black Lives Matter. It felt like the the Trump, it felt like this, this. I was like, it's so much shit bombarded there that nobody really has solid answers. So nobody even knows how to fucking sing a song about it. That's crazy. We, we don't even have the fucking ability to make good music about this shitty time because there's no truth. There's no nothing. There's just a giant box of, I don't even know what to do right now. I have no money. I have no future. I, this is how where I've been. I was like, I don't know what's happening in the next couple months. So I'm taking every job I can because I don't know when I won't have any money anymore. And so I think musicians are kind of in the same spot. It's like, I would love just to bitch about shit. But if I want to make an album that's going to last through the times, I want to give it something that's going to be like, people can look back then and be like, oh yeah, this shit happened. So well, yeah, if I, mean, I was look at a uh, fucking fortunate son. You know, yeah, song about Vietnam, still fucking yeah. played to this so day. So good, so good. And but again, it's it, that that'd be that'd be the reason I would say that there has been no solid music done right now. It's just because we have no fucking facts. Well, I'm not to say. Yeah, when was the last time you had a fact? Um, my poop this morning was 1987. Not I don't. My poop this morning was not as solid as I would have liked. That was a fact. But that's a fact. But but you know that because you did it. I did. You're not in Washington listening to these fuckers talk. You're not in... Or, or here's a good example. This is something that's more up our alley. When, are, when were we able to go back to work? When quarantine happened, when were we able to go back to work? We get tested more than everyone. I have been tested 140 times since July. At one point, I was not allowed to work. I get tested for STDs. I'm, we are in the industry that we get tested so much, it doesn't fucking matter what happens. Yet, we were not allowed to shoot. No one gave me a good reason why. I'd ask my agent. I'd ask uh, FFC. I'd ask all these people. No one gave me a good answer. You look at what's happening in America. No one gave me a good answer. There was never good answers on anything. Well, and the thing about it is, like, I've talked about this on air. I honestly feel like the entertainment in general probably shouldn't yeah. have gone back to work. Like, just as much as, yeah, you're getting tested every day, but there's still an off. It's unlikely, but there's still a chance that you unwillingly unknowingly get infected between when you got tested and when you made it to set. Yeah, true. It's not like STD but, tests. It's not like STD tests where you make a conscious choice not to fuck somebody. 
I agree. But at the same time, I would like to point out the fact that as consenting adults to everything I do, I mean, if I was back in the time where their AIDS was more prevalent and I consented to it, I consented doing a scene with someone. Is that would 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 someone be there to tell me I shouldn't do that? But here's the difference. Or because there. I because but like but or because I'm a consenting adult, is it my choice? Anyone who's on that set with me is consenting adult, and we are there to make money because at a certain point our government's not giving us money to pay for the fact that we are not making any money because you told me I couldn't work. Right, and that's where the government fucked us. But the difference yeah. between COVID and AIDS is if you willingly decide to have sex with someone who's HIV positive and took the risk, you are also have the responsibility to be like, I'm not giving this to anybody. I'm not going to fuck anyone else. I'm not going to give someone a transfusion. True. COVID, you don't have that fucking choice unless yeah. you are completely isolated from fucking everybody. And I mean fucking everybody. Very true. And I, I would like to make the point that I'm not saying it is a good idea to go out and do these jobs. I'm not saying it's a good idea to go out and work. I am saying the fact that as a human, as a person who's over a certain age, I need to be able to make money. Oh, I agree. I cannot be like at a certain point, if you tell me I can't make money and I'm just stuck here. Now I'm just stuck in a world where I, I'm going to be broke. I'm going to kicked out of my place. I'm going to kicked out of my life. I will lose everything I own because the people above tell me I cannot work. Well, and that's Dude, the one up. thing I know I can do on a daily basis, and you're not letting me do that. Now, I know that the people around me, if I can, if I contracted COVID, I know the people around me get sick. But I think that is a risk we are all willing to take at a certain point because I am so sick and tired of being told I cannot go do something because of something that I think is could kill me. I do things on a daily basis that could kill me. And I'm just, I can't wait for this thing to not, that's the thing to kill me. It's like, if you're on set with me and I understand, I feel, I feel, I do not want anyone to get sick because of me. Hence why I'm not, I will, I never was an escort, but I don't escort. Um, if I go somewhere, I'm doing it hopefully with trustworthy people, but I'm trusting people just like everyone else trusts people. Cause we can say all day long that we, Oh, they did something right. They went to the fucking store. They could have touched something. They could have breathed in someone else's air. It's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Right. And that's the exact reason why the fucking government should have taken care of us. And we should have stayed the fuck home. If the government had fucking uh, taken care of us, this would have been over already. 100%. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything against that. And it's like, if the government did what they were supposed to do, but at the same time, this was new. And we didn't know what to do with it. But at the oh, same no, time, no, they could have. No, no, no. The government was, fucked us here. Every no, other I, fucking I, country in the world has managed to get their shit under control, except us. I was about, I, I was about to go back on that one. I was. Because I, I was about to say that. Then I was like, oh, wait, the Spanish flu. And um, no, I, 100%. Every other country, Canada, Canada paid out this much. Fucking Australia paid out this much. K, uh, UK paid out this much. Blah, blah. They all paid out a certain amount. We have technically only got, what was it? To 1800 No, we haven't gotten that $600. No, I, it, I ain't gotten that shit until it shows up. Yeah, like 600 bucks. We, we've gotten for 12, how long? We got 1200 And if you were on unemployment, you got an extra 600 for three months a week. But here's the thing guess what? Because I didn't do my taxes, I didn't get that money. 
It wasn't until I paid a guy to do all my taxes that I received that $1,200. And that wasn't until um, six months after the pandemic. Let me phrase that. Not after the pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. It was six months after the, the beginning of uh, quarantine. My house alone, where I live, is $1,250. i am lucky enough to live in a place where the people who I live with love me so much because I cook food for them all the time, and I'm really nice to them, and I'm building a whole parkour gym in their fucking backyard where they didn't charge me a fucking dime the whole time I lived here. Thank God for them. If they didn't, I would have had to move back with my parents. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I was like... No, I'm right there with you, like... I have been surviving by hook or crook this whole fucking time. I mean, yeah. believe me, if this was March and that PA job had come up, I wouldn't have taken it because I was like, I had enough money to like make it get by for a while. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm at a point where like, no, I, I need the fucking money. I'm taking the risk. You know, I don't feel great about it. And then, you know, I think I had some low level anxiety on set about, it, especially when I show up, they're like, oh, yeah, there's a whole crew down with COVID right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but no, I, I'm right there with you. We got to fucking eat. The government should have fucking taken care of us. The government should. Still, you know, the fact that, like, we have fucking a politician today who blocked on the Senate floor. They, they brought to a vote uh, 1,200 stimulus to 600 and one fucking guy from Wisconsin blocked it. Like, how do you justify that shit? The national deficit? Fuck you. Yeah. Question. This is something I thought was uh, very convenient um, about the last election. I was sent, and I I think this is very uh, showing my age at this point. I was sent a meme about our election that pretty much said, this election is like trying to vote for what band you like more, Nickelback or Creed. I don't think it's that much of a bad choice. I think it's a, I'm not a giant fan of Biden. I'm definitely not a fan of Kamala Harris, but not, not at all. Not especially with our job. Right. But Trump has shown, especially in defeat, what kind of leader he's fucking is. This pandemic. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything like that i'm just suggesting that we were put in a spot of being between two evils you know a scenario whether you like it, i now here's where the big defining factor is for me i also think that trump did do a couple good things but having said that do i think he's a great leader not at all not at all because a great leader shows by example his twitter page shows that even though was funny. He did do some funny things. What was that one about the? Uh, I can't remember. Like he said some weird shit about Kalafi or Kalafi uh, or Kofefi, and they claimed Kofefi. it was. They claimed it was code. I that's. I have said this throughout the last four years. I expect my politicians to be corrupt. I just want them to be competent enough that they're not easily caught at it. Good. Like, yeah, that's Good. how it is, and. The fact of the matter is that, like, Trump is showing in his loss how he's handling it, that he's trying to essentially incite a second civil war over this shit. Yeah. Or the fact that, like, there were no national, good national plans on how to handle this pandemic. The fact that we were allowed to fucking have our benefits expire in fucking July 
and nothing mm. else came. Yeah. Like that that's garbage. No. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I'm not arguing with any of those points. It was just the fact that it's like this, these last, I wish we could have had a better, uh, better politician given to us at a certain point. At a point where America needed the most, a point where, uh, you got to remember, at the deepest root, and this is not a popular opinion for a lot of people, I'm a very, very patriotic person. I love living in this country. I have never want to live anywhere else. I love being here. I know a lot of people who moved over to this country and they still think it's a land of opportunity. And I love it. That may have came from the fact that when I was young, I used to go build churches down in Tijuana for uh, people who were, didn't, was not as fortunate as me. And I built that for, because my dad was a pastor. And so we used to go do that. And so seeing that kind of poverty and then coming back over to America and you really kind of gain a respect for that. And so I love being in this country. And it's very sad to me to see people don't, but also it's even sadder to see something that went from the most powerful political. <coughs> that came out wrong. Sorry. <laughs> it, it went it, like, what a terrible time. And it's such an uproar of how I was going with this, right. <laughs> but it, it, it's very sad to see a country that went from the, one of the well, I still one of the biggest standing uh, armies in the world. Number but one, one of the we are be- number one in that. Yeah, yeah, we are number one in that. But one of the best countries for a while go to a place where everyone just laugh at us, and it, it, it doesn't make me feel good because I still want to travel the world. And I have to fucking talk to these goddamn people because I like talking to people, and so I have to talk to people that I'm from America, and most of the time I will have to tell them I'm from Texas because for some fucking reason everyone still respects Texas. I don't well, know why. What, what I have found in my abroad travels, yeah, and I have traveled during the Trump administration, was everyone's cool with Americans that leave America. The Americans that don't leave America are the problem. And I agree with that. Yeah, 100%. But also, we can't, you can't judge Americans who can't leave the country because you have to understand that they, it took me until literally the second year of porn to ever get a passport because I had no way of leaving. I did not have the fucking money. Other countries can leave because usually, like, if you, like, let's say you're in Europe, right? What is the travel distance from England to France? A couple hours couple hours it's two hours in the train to go under in the two you know it's not that bad um if you're in france to go to other countries it's not that bad so you obviously you can get your fucking passport but in america it's a fucking big country i can drive for four fucking hours and barely get to arizona this is true you know but it's also was it a priority for you to go anywhere else no, no, it wasn't a priority, but because the country's so fucking big, everyone like thinks that like that is a bad thing. But you have to understand this America is a massive place. And it's very hard to at a certain point, depending on what your money level is, to get the money financially to get on a fucking plane and leave the country. Because we could go to Mexico, but in the last couple of years, uh at least close Mexico has not been so kind to Americans. As far as I know, I could be wrong about that. I might have been hearing fake news. I do not know. Going up to Canada is still I mean, – Canada's great. Canada won't let us in right now. Canada won't talk to us at all. But, um, <laughs> I mean, like Vancouver's dope as shit. 
And if you go to Vancouver, it's basically China too, because like there's a huge area of Vancouver that's bought out by China. And so it's like, you basically get the best of both worlds. I, I agree with you that it's not, uh, it's not able for everyone to go, but it's also a matter of priorities. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. That's part of the reason I haven't gone to ABN in the last two years was like, I went, oh yeah, I could definitely afford an international trip for what I spend to go to ABN. Oh yeah. Dude, for the amount of money I've spent just on drinks at Avian, I could buy a fucking international trip. Right. Like, but we're different people. We're just better than them. <laughs> and you can do international trips depending on where you want to go real cheap. Like, I went to Cuba in 2017. Round trip to airfare was under 400. Yeah. The Airbnb was 540 a night split 11 ways because we had a giant house. 540, like 540? Yeah, split 11 ways. Okay. Question: Did you go from America to uh, yep. somewhere down south? Mass- nope. South? I, went to, I was on one of the first direct flights into Cuba for America before they closed it back up. I went from yeah. How long was that open for? Couple months. Like we booked, we booked to go when Obama was still president, and went in February of seventeen, like right after um, Trump took office, and we were actually really afraid that Trump was going to close it off. But did he close it off or did he? Yeah, it's closed yeah. off now. Also, uh, second question before we start back on this. If I hold this camera up to my face and able to go to the bathroom at the same time, will that work? Because you'll just hear peeing noises, but yeah, you won't see Whatever. me peeing. That's fine. Right, cool, cool. All right, keep going. Yeah, but <clears throat> and then once we're oh, my fucking back. <sighs> and once we were <sighs> in country, shit was dirt cheap. It all depends on where you want to go. Like, I went to Colombia in 2018. Airfare was like three and change. Our Airbnb was $30 a night. And that was split between multiple people. Okay. That's not bad. How was the food? Amazing. We went, we did some fine dining for like 20 bucks a head. Like, fine dining, like 12 course meals or like what? Uh, like, upper end steakhouses and shit like that. We went to this Ooh. one place called Armadillo. And this was a nice enough restaurant or we stuck out so fucking badly because we went there twice on the second time. They're like, gentlemen, would you like your same table? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Of course I want my same table. I don't want to feel fancy. Right, exactly. Like, you motherfuckers remember us? I mean, it could be just that we're the scumbag gringos that rolled it in fucking Bogota, but... I mean, 100% that, that's probably what it is. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, Bitterman, get me my same table. Yes, sir, my name is this. Mm, no. No. Yeah. But there That's was awesome. there was a lot of that. Like, but it still came out to like twenty dollars a head with drinks, steaks, fucking seafood. And then eating on street levels, we were getting like seven em- seven empanadas for under a buck. Damn. That's good, man. Dude, I fucking love empanadas. God damn, I love empanadas. Oh yeah, no, Colombia, like I did not think I was gonna have a good as good of a time in Bogota as I did. Like Bogota was rad. Yep. It's a it's a lot sketchy in places, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure. And you can definitely tell that, yeah. like, this is a country that's seen some fucking real strife in not the not so long ago. Because if you Bogota's the capital, if you get near any of the government buildings, there is a like military perimeter of dudes with AK-47s, like just with checkpoints that you just got to walk through to get near any of the government buildings, like within blocks of them. Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. It's, you know what, dude? I got to say, um, and it's going back to like um, definitely quarantine and whatnot. Um, 
being able to see people with guns and like I like machine guns. We're in a country that allows those things, right? But being able to see military men with weapons on the street near you is a very interesting thing for Americans to see, I think. Oh yeah. Oh no, it definitely is because um when I went to when I flew into Charles de Gaulle Airport in fifteen on my way to South Africa, like the uh, the French military just had fucking full armored military personnel fucking yeah. AR, you know, M16s in the airport. And that yeah. was something you haven't seen in America since 9-11. Oh. Like, when I see, you know, Yal Qaeda or whatever, you know, some fat fuck with an AR just rolling around, it's just like, I don't really think that guy's a threat. Like, Question, did you, did you go around during the protests at all? I did not, just because of COVID concerns. You understand. Um... I happened to go down to one of the protests or to the protests because I had a buddy that was going down there and he was hell bent on going, right? I, and this may sound very cocky in a way, but I went down there to make sure that he was going to be okay because I have been in scenarios where I have fought large groups. Like I, I know, I, I know how to fight in those scenarios. It just made sense to me to go. And also I was told by multiple people, like my sister hit me up and she's like, Hey, I don't know if I want to come to LA because I don't know if, as a white person, I'm going to be pulled out of my car and have the shit kicked out of me. And so, as a person who likes to learn and as a person who likes to understand how everything's going, I was like, let me go down there because I'm not afraid. I'll get my ass beat. I'm fine with that. And I want to see what this this is. I want to see what this is about because I don't understand at all. I'm very, I very much didn't understand. And I remember the first day we walked down there, uh, down to downtown LA, and I remember seeing all the all the um, national guards on, like it was like twenty feet apart. Every guy, gun, 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 right? And I'm sitting there, I'm just we're, we're walking past. I'm like, the fuck is this? This is crazy. This is insane to me because I haven't seen this kind of shit. I was just downtown LA the other day doing flips off stuff. You know, and so seeing all these guys with guns, it was a, it's a very interesting feeling. Also being toe to toe with cops, knowing that I'm gonna have to about fuck these guys up, was a very interesting feeling too. And it was, I'm not saying either way this was right. I don't, I don't like, I don't never want to fight a police officer because also my cousin's a cop. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I just almost got to a point where I thought I was going to have to. Yeah. And so I'm very happy nothing ended up happening the whole time we're out there because. I don't want to be in that spot. I don't want to go to jail again. <laughs> you know, it's not fun, but it's, it's the whole thing was so surreal. Just seeing downtown LA with military guns, this, that you see the troop transports and everything. It's very, it's a, such a strange time to be around. And I can only imagine the same thing happened when the LA riots happened back in the day or when the Spanish flu happened before that, you know, there must've been a similar feel to that. Well, and I don't think it was quite as crazy in those times because police forces weren't quite as militarized at those points. Yeah, true. Like they're the police forces have gotten so much more military hardware and more militarized since then. It's it's crazy, and we also just live in a weird. America lives in a weird time where we've never had any real like. Yes, we've had civil unrest, but we've never had any like real fucking earth shattering violence on our own soil. Do you know why? I mean, dumb luck, really. 
Oh, no. Apparently, it's fucking hard as shit to invade. It's dumb luck. Well, no, no, because so I was watching a bunch of things on this. I was wondering why other countries like Russia or China never tried to invade this country. Apparently, East Coast or West Coast, right? We have so many bases along the edge right there. And this, this is a long end of store. But you have so many bases along there. So if you have to come through and try to land. It's going to be borderline. You're going to lose a lot of people. So number-wise, it's going to be not that good. If you try to come through South America, right, you end up having to come through Mexico. And it's a lot of dead stuff. We have a lot of bombers that will just bomb the shit out of you. If you try to come through Canada and you can actually do it, now that's a lot of mountain ranges, a lot of frozen winters, and you still have to get through that while we're bombing you. So it's kind of a spot in the world where it's very hard to attack because we decided to put the military bases here and weren't able and never gave you a good foothold. You yeah. know, because one thing we do have is a solid military and we won't give up that kind of ground, you know, and then also the fact that we have a giant naval. But well, apparently we're, we're, that's one of the reasons why we don't have in the military. I'm not talking yeah. about like foreign enemies, but we haven't seen any massive, like actual violent civil uprisings either. In oh, very, very. In we, like, some people would argue that, but I 100% agree. No, I don't no, think we no, had no. something that was so gnarly that it would like shake us to our very core. Right, we, you know? we, I mean, we definitely have civil unrest. Don't, don't get me wrong. But yeah, it's not like people that were out for the BLM protests this summer were shooting at the police. No, no. There were there were what mostly started as nonviolent protests that got escalated, you know, by law enforcement. They weren't an insurgency that decided to start fucking shooting at cops, bombing buildings. Like you know, even the British have had to deal with that from the IRA in in recent memory. Like not. Oh yeah, not that long ago. Not that long ago, or the fact that parts of Europe have held, dealt with terrorist attacks that were more of a personal nature than not 9-11's horrific. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we're not we're, yeah, we're not But we're not saying that it wasn't horrible. That was right, fucked up. It was super fucked up. It was horrible. But it's also different than guys walking down fucking Paris gunning down people. Yeah. And or walking, what was that? Was that one where they walked, did they walk into a concert hall and shop? Everyone? Yeah, that was in Paris too. Yeah. We we haven't experienced guys rolling in with suicide vests and gun just gunning down people in concerts and shit like that. We did in Florida. We did. We did have Pulse. We did in that game. Yeah, Pulse nightclub. Yeah, but so that was that. But like, but I I do understand what you're saying. We had little bits, but not as much. Um, also, I think some of this uh, the gravity on us. Besides the Civil War, we've never had fights on us are and on our lands like that besides what civil war the uh like uh war of 1812 which was nothing barely in modern anything history. nothing in, no- nothing in, nothing in modern history but um you know something that i think is still so true so so near and dear to a lot of fucking europeans hearts like the fact that we understand how like this is going a little off subject world war one happened because someone fucked up and then this person fucked up and then this person like the propaganda was the reason that machine went so fucking hard well, into and, that, just you know? a bun- and a bunch of treaties that like and people- it, yeah, a bunch of weird treaties of like oh you need to be on this side you need to be on this side and there was like by the end of it, there's no real understanding of it and so 
it's yeah, it's it's just fucking crazy, man. But um in general, we have not had that, but I'm very appreciative as a country, as a person living here, that we have not had to deal with those kind of problems because it might have gotten worse considering how this has come. The fact that if our our America went to a point where we had more violence in that sense, do you think that they wouldn't make some kind of Gestapo like fucking military action force that was going to make sure that we stayed in home and did all this and that? That that was what would really worry me. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I am like if you asked me ten years ago, I'd be like, no, that couldn't happen. This is America. I don't know anymore. No. And like, yeah, I don't. don't you don't I, know. I don't think we're out of the woods yet with like it not escalating to violence. Like as more and more Americans become disenfranchised with our system there is a higher likelihood of people actually inciting violence to enforce their beliefs, no matter what side you're on. Hmm. As the fact that, like, our government is failing us, our, like, no matter what side you're on, the government is failing us. The fact that we're referring to this as what side you're on. We're all fucking Americans here, but so many of us Americans don't view it as you're my fellow American. they like, Oh, you're a liberal cuck, or you're a MAGA fuck. It's not. We're all fucking Americans. We should all be yeah. looking for policies that benefit Americans, not one side or another. And that's the problem. I'm going to add on to this real fast because if anyone would ever, ever want to know my opinion on this scenario, I would like to say. I don't care if you're liberal. I do not care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're a Nazi. I don't care if you're a fucking. Uh, I do care if you're a Nazi. Uh, I do no, 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 no. no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I'm, I'm going at this a very strong way because I want to make this point. I don't care if you are, uh, you're black and you hate all white people. I don't care if you're Mexican. You hate this. You this. I don't. I honestly, my opinion matters as much as the fact that I want, as a person in this country, for you to have your own opinion. I don't give a fuck what it is. You know why? Because I want at a certain point to be able to look at you, whatever your race, whatever your nationality, whatever your fucking religious, um, moral and, or, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, like, uh, not religious, um, your, your Republican or your national anthem, whatever you want. I do not care. As long as you're willing to talk to me, as long as you're willing to listen, and as long as you're willing to understand that we have differences, that's what I care about. That's what I want. And that's what this country was supposed to be founded on. And I don't think that is a thing that's been happening as lately because everybody wants to do this cancel culture shit. And I just don't want to deal with it. I want to be able to discuss an opinion with you without being told I'm a piece of shit because I'm working through ideas. And that is what we should be doing. Not just telling you're fucking wrong. We want to listen. We want to learn. I'm here to understand you. I agree. But the problem is, I don't agree. I, I don't agree with Nazis. I don't agree with people who call like from the other side. If black people call white all white people piece of shit, I don't agree with that. If Mexicans call every other race I, a piece of shit, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with anything that cancels out every other race. I do not agree with any of these people. But I'm going to sit there and listen to you because I want to know why and how you got to this point. Because the only way to change uh, someone's mindset is not to tell them they're a bad person, not tell them they're a piece of shit, but is to tell, listen to them and understand why they got to that point. And maybe over time, get them to change their mind. It's not a quick way of dealing with it, but it is a way of dealing with it. 
I agree. I agree. I mean, I literally did this today. Today. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. posted on my personal Facebook a you know post about standing with sex workers for and sex worker or it was sex worker violence day remembrance day or some shit. I'm misquoting. Now, that's I, a day. It was. Hold on. I will pull it off my fucking phone real yeah. quick. I posted. Sex workers deserve respect, protection, and love, no matter what their experiences. International Day to End Violence Against Sex Workers. That's what I posted. Yeah. Um, one of my friends posted a laughing a laughing emoji as a response, which obviously, with a lot of sex workers in my life, garnered some pretty nasty responses on the Facebook post. Yeah, it's not a great place to put doing that, man. No, no, and like. Someone responded with, well, that's an easy person to delete. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to delete them. I'm going to ask them why they think this. Yeah. And I know that person. I know that person's background. That guy is, he's a street guy. Like, he definitely, like, lived a street life for quite some time. Like, I know him. He's actually a former co-worker's little brother. Like, I've known him since he was a kid, like a punk kid. And then he ended yeah. up, like, in the streets. And, like, I totally get that. Like, culturally, a lot of times, especially street-level sex workers, are looked down upon if you're in that kind of life. Like, you don't have yeah. the exposure to fucking sex workers as peers. You know, they're dehumanized. That's part of the problem and the stigma is people dehumanize sex workers. So I said, what's up with that? And he's like, his first response was like, are y'all talking about escorts or are you guys you know, talking about crackheaded hookers? I'm like, all sex workers are people, man. And they all fucking deserve from the woman working the, the the person working the streets to the person who's making 50k a night and everyone in between are all people and deserve to work in a safe environment safe environment. Yeah. And you know, because of discrimination and criminalization, they don't often get that. That's all we're fucking saying here. And he's like, yo, I didn't know. Yeah, he also talked a lot of shit to, to the person who but, told him to me to delete him, but that was a whole other story. Yeah, but but you're gonna do that because someone who deletes you, whether or not you know what I used to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm fine saying this at this point. You know, I used to talk shit on like the whole idea of sex worker. I used to be like, I made this joke a lot of times, and I feel bad about it now because I am, I am what I, eat. <laughs> um, but I used to say. If you raped a sex worker, and I said uh, hooker, I said hooker, um, and it doesn't really matter at this point, but if you raped a hooker, is that stealing or is that rape? Fucked up, right? Right. I was in high school. I didn't know better. Well, and that's the thing. And if you want to come at me for that, go ahead, dude. It's like, uh, it's like you have to understand, you learn through life, and you say dumb shit as a child. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely said dumb shit. Like, until I had sex workers in my life, like, you aren't exposed. You're not, like, you're not educated. And that's what, like, yeah. I knew those, that, like, that laughing emoji and his initial responses were from a place of being uneducated about the situation. That's why I talked to him in a calm manner. Like, I'm, for, I did first ask him, like, are you serious right now or are you trolling? Because if you're trolling, this ain't the right time. And he's like, no, I'm serious, man. Like, like, okay, well, then I'm going to tell you, you know, why this is a thing. Yeah, here's a little knowledge. And he thanked me for it and then told my friend who told me to delete him that he was a soy boy. Can't win them all. A soy boy? What the fuck's a soy boy? It's a, it's derogatory. Because oh, so, okay. so are you supposed to raise your estrogen levels? 
Ah, gotcha. High five. Good. But, but, but in general, see how that little bit of communication fixed things. Yeah. And I just, I, and it, it hurts me trying to see people like, I don't get why this and this happens. I'm like, well, if you just calm the fuck down for two seconds and thought about where this person came from and eat, like, let's put this way. And I bring this, I'm going to bring a video up that I, I saw a long time ago and I don't agree with what happened. I don't agree with the person who got the shit kicked out of them. I don't agree with them. And I bring this up because this all happened when Trump was first coming into becoming a president. There was KKK members in LA. That was bonkers to me, by the way. But they were pro, they were like, yeah, go Trump with all their shit on. Not like the fucking hoods, but they had KKK members. Right. And then these like little Mexican punk punk dudes, like not, not like like punk like they're punks, but like they were like punk music guys. Right. Like they had the the spike fest, everything. And they got they went up to him and just started beating the shit out of these old dudes. It took a second. Like they went and roughed him up a little bit and they started hit, this dude started hitting the fuck out of him. An older guy. Now, was that right? I'm sure, I asked I'm that. sure it felt right to the people doing it. it. I'm sure it felt right. And I agree at a certain point when it's that's something that it, it hits you that that hits that home. You know, I get it. But in a country where it is, we believe in the freedom of speech. We believe in the fact that you can actually express what you want. And if you are denying these people the expression of what they feel, you are now closing off what we believe in as a country. And I'm not saying that there's definitely a parts of their government that are doing it. I'm saying that it's just a basic thing of our country we are we took away this person's freedom of doing this particular thing when you could have just as easily been like hey why no, stop but, calm down breathe but the question is listen the question is at that point if they had approached them civilly and said why do you feel this way and they responded with racial slurs and 100 percent. and i i don't agree with i don't agree with that at that point this is from what our our uh, what our world is right now. I only see the ass end of everything. Right. You only see the ass end of everything. We we don't get enough enough. We have all the technology in the world, but we only get shown little bits of what we get to see because that's what's sexy. Well, that's what sells. Well, that's, yeah, what that's what shows. What fits the narrative. And, yeah, and what fits the narrative. So. In this particular scenario, it just showed this like uh, this punk kid beating up this old skinhead dude, or not even skinhead, or KKK member. Yeah. And we don't know if there was a confrontation. I, from my experience with the uh, with punks and how I've dealt with my life, I'm guessing that there was not much confrontation. I see a color and I see red, and that's how I would have dealt with it when I was young. You know, but and that's, and so and that's how I would have probably dealt with it. You know, if I'd come across a fucking Nazi when I was fucking young, yeah, exactly. That's probably how I would have fucking been like, oh, it's fucking. It takes time and experience in this world to not just emotionally respond to shit, especially when someone's coming for you. Because a hundred percent, you know, if you're a sex worker and someone's like laughing at that, you need you know, that you should feel safe doing your fucking chosen profession. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to just be like, fuck you. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I've been saying like through the last four years about like Trump supporters, like calling people fucking stupid and unfriending them doesn't help. It just causes people to double down on their opinions. Yeah. You know, obviously that snowflake couldn't handle what I had to say. Oh, no, I can handle what you have to say. What do you have to say? Now, the problem is, for some people, this is bec- on both sides, has become a religion. Yeah, oh, that, that is the real problem right there, bro. And that fucking religious bullshit they are putting into this. Well, it's not even that the religious bullshit they're putting into it. It's just that it's become their religion. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I meant to, I meant that. Yeah. The alcohol is starting to affect me. I'm sorry. I meant, I meant the same words you were. Yeah. It's become their religion. like, And you can't logic religion. You can't. It's true. You know, if you believe Christ died for your sins and he could turn water into wine, nothing I could say to you is going to change your mind on that. Yeah, nope. And I've tried to change their minds on it. It doesn't work. Right. And at those conversations, I just disengage with people at this point. Like, I don't yeah. call them idiots. I don't. I try and... Like, there's been a couple points where it's just been really repugnant. And I've been like, I yeah. really, I really feel I should unfriend you. Like for the most part, I haven't, I've muted some people, but yeah. if someone's willing to come at me with an open mind, like, and I'm open to things like I'm not, I don't know everything. Like, yeah, yeah. sell me on it. But the last person I had to walk away from a conversation on, uh, posted basically a fan, you know, Oh my God, this GOP representative is so great. And I went, um, he voted against stimulus for pregnant women during the pandemic. Uh, he's, and my friend's response was, well, Joe Rogan likes him. You should like him too. I'm like, huh? 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 Where is this a valid argument? I listen to Joe Rogan and I still don't agree with everything he says. I just listen. You have to understand. It's like you, you just because someone says thing and they have a billion followers doesn't mean you should actually listen to what they say. He, you should make your own opinion on what he right. says so you can become a, your own fucking person. I mean, Nathan, Nathan, you're my friend. You're like my real life friend. And if you, yeah. if you said, Hey, that person's cool. And then I found that person to be an asshole. I wouldn't just think they were cool. Cause you said they were cool. Whoa. Whoa, did we just figure out how to deal with the country? <laughs> oh my God. Just because some fucker says it's a good idea doesn't mean it is, but that's the problem. It is. It absolutely is. I but it, it was just mind boggling to me to like, for someone who I respect and like yeah. I felt had thoughts of their own to respond with, like, well, Joe Rogan likes them. You should too, because I like Rogan. Cool. I don't know Joe Rogan. Just because I am entertained by him and value some of his opinions doesn't mean that like I'm going to take everything he fucking says as gospel. Yeah. And even even if I knew Joe, and even if like he loved that dude, if I thought that dude sucks because of something he did, I'd still think that dude sucks. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like when people are like, "Are you a Republican or a Democrat?" I'm like, "Uh, it depends on the fucking issue." A hundred percent. I do. If you're so far left, you're retarded. Oh, sorry. You're dumb. If you're so far right, you're dumb. You, you can't be this because you're basically a serial killer 
or a fucking crazy person. You can't, you have your own fucking opinions. Listen to what you're thinking because listen to this. You know what I think about abortion? At certain points, I, I think it's great. I think the fact that a woman can make her own decisions oh, I, and do I, I what she is. I think it's mandatory. 100%. Now, having said that, death penalty, I'm still okay with. Guns, I like. I like guns. I like... But... Death penalty is... Theoretically, I'm okay with it. In practice, mm-hmm. I am not. The reason I totally I, understand that. The reason in practice I am not is a lot of fucking people are wrongly on fucking death row on a financial standpoint because rightfully so there are so many appeals built into the death row system it ends yeah. up costing the system more to put someone on death row than it does to incarcerate incarcerate them for the rest of their life agree so, and i understand that but I, i'm just stating the opinions that are both on left and right right well uh, uh one of the ones that i think is very interesting though that people would not guess because i'm a I would like to say I'm a very much an American person. And I think that ends up putting people thinking that I'm a very much Republican. When I'm neither. I'm I'm neither one or the other. Um, but I also think in a certain point, basic income. Yeah. Because the fact that in scenarios like to, the, today, in the time we're in, the fact that we have no way of giving our people money in a country that we've put so much effort into. It's fucking crazy to me. It is. It is. In the fact, like a little, little bit of healthcare, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Well, and I, you know, I'm, honestly, I used to not even give a fuck about healthcare because I would say, if I'm here, I'm going to pay for what I owe. But at the same time, if I had a hip replacement surgery, I can't pay for that shit. Can't. Right. I can't do it. Well, I fucking I'm, can't do it with the fucking way the Medicare system is. And it's not an America problem. That is a medical problem, and that's a problem with the fucking how the books are written on that. So. It is. In, in, my, in my opinion, maybe if I don't know, maybe if I'm being stupid, I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. Here's how I pitch Medicare for all, universal health care for everybody. Just because today you have a good job with great health care doesn't yes. mean tomorrow you will still have that job or that your employer won't decide to downsize your health care package to make a better buck. None of it is guaranteed. Paying into the system would only benefit you potentially in the future. The same reason you have insurance in the first place. You may never use that insurance you pay into every month. Yeah. So paying into, you know, more taxes into universal healthcare means that it's not tied to your fucking employer. Also, universal healthcare or the current system as, sorry, the current system also stifles entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because if you have a family and you are the provider for the healthcare for you, your spouse, your children. You can't strike out on your own unless you have a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Who's going to provide the healthcare? If there's just universal healthcare, you could go start your own fucking business and not have to worry about that. Hundred percent. And it's just very sad to see it like this, man. And we 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 all knew where it was. Uh, it's 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 a fucked scenario. And how do you get out of it? I don't know, man. I don't know. And the problem is... And how would you know? Know why? Because we're not politicians. We are fucking porn stars. And how are we supposed to know that we're going to get out of this? Because at a certain point, all I can do is do my best at my fucking job and make this work for us. 
because I can be nice to you. I can be nice to everyone on set and I can try to give back to the community as best as possible. But in the long run, I'm not in control of this government. I mean, I control this fucking world and I can control the fucking LA because the governor's fucking our shit up. That's a whole nother ball of, bang, ball of beans. But in general, it's like, I can't do nothing. What am I supposed to do? I can vote. Yeah. I can state my opinion. I could do. I just don't know, man. It's it becomes I mean, a place where we're doing as, what we can. As the job right that we're in. We 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 right only now, can do what we're we doing. Can. What we can. We're stating our opinion on a public forum where other people yeah. can view it, and hopefully, it shapes other people's opinions. Like I'm not hopefully. saying blindly follow what me and Nathan Bronson are saying right now. But fuck no, do not follow what I say in this in this whole podcast. Don't listen. I'm saying I mean, things listen, that are my listen. opinions, and I'm saying it's my opinion. I would like to point out it is my fucking opinion. You can take that and go with it whatever way you want, but that's all it is. It's an opinion. It is an opinion, and you can listen to it whether you want, but I want you to make your own. I agree. Because that is our fucking right. I think that's the basis of this whole thing. Understand that you can make your own opinion. You can make your own following. You can do what you want as long as it's in the confines of making sure it's legal, I guess. But like, well, and as long as you're not maliciously harming others. Yeah, 100%. If you're not harming people and you're helping this country do better, isn't that what we all should be doing? I mean, that's the goal. That's the goal. It's, it is the goal. It's like, let's just, and here's the problem. Cause did Trump did make a hat that said, make America great. And I, I, it bums me out because I really want to say that quote. I like that quote. I do enjoy it, but I can't say it because unfortunately people think that is racist now, but I do want to make America better. And I would like this well, country better. Is, I just it, want it. The slogan is make America great again. That's implying that America was not great before Trump got here. It was, yeah, you know, but like that. Yeah, so, and America is not perfect. No place is. It's never been perfect, dude. There's no country that you could tell me that is perfect. And that's the beauty of it because we are humans. We are, uh, what, what's the word? Fall- fallible? Fallible? Yes. We are fallible. Yeah, no, we're fallible. We are not going to make perfect decisions. Oh, shit. My fucking postmates is here. <laughs> But we're not going to make perfect decisions. We're not going to make the best ones. But at the same time, that is our right as human beings. We can do that because we are not godlike. We are below that. I'm not believing gods, but like we are below that idea. And we are here to make a structure for our whole economy and make ourselves better so we can one day take the fucking alien species out that are trying to kill us. We all saw Starship Troopers. This is where the world is going. I know it's a giant turn on what we were talking about, but in all the ways. It's all, um, it's all question. Good. So why don't we let you get your postmates and get you out of here? We've been going Got two it. and a half hours already. Not. So, Nathan, we'll call last call. You can get your fucking food. Where can they find you on the things Hi. before you run? You can find me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Bronson. You can find me on OnlyFans, or no, sorry, uh, uh, Instagram at Nathan Bronson 6.6.6. You can find me on TikTok at Nathan, Nathan Bronson 6.6.6. You can find me on OnlyFans at Nathan Bronson. You can find me on YouTube at Hanging with Nathan. Guys, check out my videos. Those are a lot he, of fun. He's got a cooking show. Uh, it's pretty rad. It's delicious. I need to bring you on that pretty soon. Um, I like to eat. Look at, look at, I like to eat. Yeah. I'll feed you soon. You're not sick. Awesome. And so, yeah, that's uh, that's my life. That's my gig. And I'm going to get a fucking skirt steak right now. So Nice. And before Nathan runs, 
As always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt FM Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt FM Slayer. You can find the podcast at Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Uh, fucking, I don't even... Now your bottle's sick. I'm going to get my food. I'll talk to you guys all later. Later. Bye-bye.